Okay, the only person to ever get the keys to the city of Camden in in the year 2000 was Britney Spears. (laughs) Let's go, dude. Who can play that game? Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller. Welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. If you have more than one friend, this podcast is not for you. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to listen. Not allowed. Mm-mm. Nope. We, uh, we do not give you the right to listen, Andrew. That's right. More than one friend or sorry. Um, you're going to have to go through Congress, maybe... Um... You know, send that vote out to the states before you can get the right to listen to this podcast if you have more than one friend, because, you know, mm-hmm. it's only for yeah. people who have one friend. And that's right, Andrew. Uh, so today we're covering Stratego. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what if we <laughs> we did <laughs> What if we did like an insane opening about Congress and then it was about <laughs> something completely different? I think that'd be very funny, Andrew, personally. But uh, instead, Andrew, instead, that was a we actually opening. are doing, yeah. We are doing a Congress-related game today, Andrew, mm-hmm. all about, you know, uh, campaigning for rights, Andrew. Um, and uh, specifically, not trying to get political. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, guess tri- I guess trigger warning. This whole thing is is political in nature. <laughs> trigger so, warning. Yeah, no, I'm, every um, single sentence that I say in this episode, I'm going to start. Did that trigger you, I'm gonna, Andrew? Uh, no, I'm going to start every single sentence I say in this episode by saying, uh, look, not to get <laughs> yeah. political, but... Uh, <laughs> Listen. But if I had Andrew, to eat today, one part of this board game, I would eat... Yeah, <laughs> yeah not to get political, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Dr. Fraser Crane. Uh, no. um, Fraser. Frazier's political. Anyway, Andrew, listen. Okay. Kelsey, well, Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer is. Oh, okay. A conservative guy. Anyway, Andrew, oh, today we're going to cover Votes for Women, which is uh, the newest game out of Fort Circle Games. Andrew, you'll uh, remember, if you're an eagle-eared listener, that uh, Fort Circle was uh, the company that put out Shores of Tripoli, um, which we very much enjoyed and was kind of a come from out of nowhere uh hit with us yeah, uh do we have another one in our hands that is the question if you're interested we covered that one way back on oh how about this that was episode number 33 so go back and find wow. shores of tripoli and now we've doubled it we're on episode 66 pete i wanted to just Andrew. say before we get too far into Genius. this i just wanted to say execute episode 66 okay <laughs> okay andrew execute uh, episode Just 66. Needed to say that. Um, which is where we turn on all senators and fire. Uh, <laughs> and all secure, the clone tr- Yeah, all the clone troopers are. All the clone, all the clone AOCs, uh, you know. <laughs> Not to get political, but. <laughs> Not to get political, but. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what conservative guys worry about. They're like, they're turning up their radio right now. They're like, I, I knew it. I knew it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I knew AOC was a. You know, clone just sent to shoot Mitch McConnell. Execute episode sixty-six. Yes, you, you, all, okay. all our favorite uh, QAnon listeners. You know what that means. So just go ahead you and know do what it. that means. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's just say JFK Jr. has landed. Uh, That's right, Andrew. Uh, 
uh, yeah, I think it'll be. I, if people are confused right now, I think it'll become clear as the episode goes on. Okay. <laughs> Which side of Q because we're this on? Is, uh, this is a Andrew. Star Wars themed game, baby. Because this are. is a Star Wars themed game. <laughs> Listen, uh, love this game, but just wish they had reskinned it with a more Star- appropriate theme. Uh, well, the Star Wars Senate. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah. that no, that's the joke, well, obviously, because this is a very important topic. Yeah. Andrew, I mean, not to get political, but kidding. there was a lot of politics in the uh, in the Star Wars <laughs> prequels, that's for sure. Not to, not to get political, but uh, clo- uh, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> um, okay. Andrew, enough dilly-dallying. Okay. All right? We gotta, um, we gotta talk about Votes for Women because it's uh, very good. I don't want to give it away, but uh, it's very good. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and, it, and it deserves more serious attention from us than what we're giving it right now talking about the galactic senate yes um yeah real quick i did no, have a little no thing about george R. R. binks that i wanted to yes, uh, say here before say. we start <laughs> <laughs> okay Listen, votes for women. andrew votes for women votes for okay women. what are we talking about well why don't you just go ahead and sum it up in one sentence then if you if you're so ready to sum it up andrew no, okay one sentence explanations Okay, if if I have to sum up uh, Votes for Women in one sentence, I would have to say that Votes for Women is the game that shows us that all great historical events were just one bad dice roll away from not happening. Um, because whew, this, this is one of those historical yeah. games where it could play out like it did in real life, or you could have mm-hmm. a bad dice roll and it could not. And the... the yeah. Uh, and you could end the game with women not being able to vote, which is kind of a kind of a. Da- we'll talk more about that as we go. But we'll talk more about that. But it is kind of a depressing uh, <laughs> part of it. <laughs> Wait, out- depressing possible way to end outcome. A board game. But exciting but, if the other um, way happens for sure. Right, that's right, that's right. And um, and, and we'll talk more about it uh, as the episode goes on. But uh, but it, it does also show uh, kind of how tenuous the whole endeavor was and how no, yeah. maybe it, maybe it's not so far off that uh that you can you know that a, a di- it comes down to a little bit of luck you know what i mean at the end andrew my one sentence summary of votes for women is an unnervingly enjoyable romp through our country's bleak history of trying to keep 50% of our citizens in a lower class where they have no say in what we do as a nation all right. Yeah, that's... Okay. So yes. people are obviously running out to grab it now, Andrew. Listen, <laughs> I made it sound bleak is, is my point. But yeah, so did uh, I said it was, it, it can be real depressing when the game ends. So this this is the, this is a bleak, and depressing And so right now game. they're they're thinking, well, why would I want to get it? Well, we'll cover that from here on out in the episode. <laughs> now that we got that out of the way, we're going to talk about how fun and great it is, actually. But you do have to keep in mind, this is a, um, so this is a, a, you know, one of those historical, yeah. um, wh- what do they call these things? Uh, card, card games. Uh, it's a historical board game, you yeah, call it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But there's a, a card-driven history. Card, there's a, it's card-driven, a card-driven historical board game. Can we call it that? Yeah, yeah. Just like in the vein of Twilight Struggle, Shores of Tripoli, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, Watergate, 1960, Making of the President, Watergate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, and, you know, eagle-eared listeners might know that this is a genre that we clearly enjoy, Andrew. Yes. Um, and um, honestly, this one's this one uh, falls right in there. Andrew, this is one of those ones where it's an actual event in history. Y- you are 
on either side of the issue. Mm-hmm. In this case, ratifying, uh, passing uh, the 19th Amendment, the amendment to the Constitution where uh, women were given the right to vote. Um, I know people out there are like, uh, hold on, what do you mean? They didn't have the right to vote, uh, you know, in the original Constitution that are, you know, fearless leaders, G- true true geniuses came up with. They couldn't foresee. Yeah, no, you know, unfortunately, when they first wrote it, uh, all your favorite boys were, uh, you know, they didn't so much want the women to vote there and they had to really fight for it. And that's what this whole game is about. It's about the fight to earn the right to vote, Andrew, for women. Um, fight for your right to for women to, to vote. vote. vote yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yes. But it's yes, it's a yes. um it's it's very similar to those other games in the in the in the sense that the the cards have real historical events and historical yes. figures on them, they can yep. play out in a slightly different order or different way than they did in real life because you got dice involved yep. and stuff like that. But it's it's a little yep. history lesson along with the game, just right. like those other games. Every card, every single card in this game, Andrew, has some sort of historical event or figure on it. Mm-hmm. Um and just like in those other games, uh, your Twilight Struggles, your Watergates, your Shores of Tripoli, you can play that card for that very specific action that correlates to a figure in history or an event in history. Um, extremely well thought out, you know, um, how how the card plays out based on um, based on what that. Uh, content of the card is mm-hmm. you know if it's uh frederick Douglass um and pushing for the right of black folks to vote as well as uh for the right um for women to vote you know you're going to get x amount of support uh in certain states um and uh things of that nature that when you play a card for its events for or for its figure it will have a power that gets unlocked it it will have a big effect but you can also play the card for other things that are not on the card if you so desire you can kind of play it um for an action that just requires a card in general not a specific card right just like you can do those other games the bottom line with this one is you've got a map of the united states you are the, well, so the game has multiple phases to it, essentially, uh, which I'll get into later. It it really, it's really different depending on what part of what time of the game <laughs> you're playing in. What you know, how how far how far in you are in the game, if you will, um, and uh, where on the timeline of a typical game there is um, six turns. Um, and I don't want to get you started on this, Andrew, but there are six turns, which are then broken down into rounds, multiple rounds for each turn. Um, and, um, this is my one, look, uh, let me, let me say, not to get political, uh, this, this, this is a great game and you'll find out at the end that I really, really like it. But (laughs) this one little, this is my one pet peeve with this game is that the turns, should be called rounds and the rounds should be called turns. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I think it's, it's, it should be the other yeah. way around, but, uh, and you know what, Andrew, the great thing about the United States of America <laughs> is that you and I can disagree and still <laughs> have a podcast. <laughs> no, but, um, no, I mean, I, you know, it's semantics obviously. Yeah, so, sure, sure. <laughs> um, but 
Yes. The overall, there's six turns that are then broken down into multiple rounds within the turns. Um, and, uh, and so on each round, um, each person plays one of their cards, whether it be for the kind of superpower of the card itself or for a more general default action. And what you're trying to do is you got a map of the United States in front of you. You are essentially trying to win support in all of the different states at right. that time, um, all across the nation. Because at this time, there is still a lot of opposition to the idea of women voting. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, probably a majority at that point. And over the years through the um, dogged, uh, tireless efforts of the suffragists, um, they do turn enough of the popular opinion to pull off. Uh, spoiler well, alert: If you uh, <laughs> you know haven't haven't read haven't read a history book, women did eventually get the right to vote. Um, with the and they did pass the Nineteenth Amendment. Um, if you have not caught you know the season finale of that uh, <laughs> of that time in American history. You're gonna want to tune in because it gets pretty crazy. It's, um, yeah, it's really I'm not good. Yeah, I'm not gonna give anything else away, but uh, I um, well, you're, what you're kind of alluding to here, Pete, with this, how it changes over time, is that um, yeah. as you as you start drawing out these cards, like I feel like in the beginning of the game, the opposition uh, has more powerful cards in a way, or that definitely you have more cubes on the states. So you're you're trying to put these like cubes that represent how much support you have in each state, and just trying to basically amass as much as you can and, right and in the beginning that map is pretty well covered in opposition yeah um support Cubes. basically yeah, yeah, you know what i mean sure. and then it's um, sort of like it's it's like constantly flipping back and forth back and forth back and forth and towards the end mm -hmm. then the the suffragists um uh cards become more powerful and they you know it starts mm -hmm. swinging more to their side so it, it's kind right. of mimics which, history in that way which i thought was pretty cool yeah because at first, when we, when we played this the first time, I remember I was opposition, and I, I thought, oh, I'm going to win this, no problem. I got Look how many states yeah. I have here, you know? But then it... And then it, you were sweating towards the end. It really, uh, yeah, it really... Just like, just like the old white, crusty white boys who were sweating, you know, back then. Andrew, well, there was no um, the air other thing that's... right? That's why. Well, the, of course, no air conditioning yeah, right. back then. And uh, everybody was wearing wool suits. Yeah, really. Um... Andrew, the other thing that um, kind of separates this game into different uh, time periods, if you will, different phases, is also you. there is essentially two big portions to this game, which is to say the pre-passing um, uh, of the bill in Congress yeah. and post. You... Uh, are trying to gain support in your in the states, but that means nothing if you don't even raise the 19th Amendment for up for vote. Um, and so you can get to the point where it doesn't even get through Congress, Andrew, in which case that support of the states does not matter because they won't be voting on it. Right. Um, so one of the things that the suffragists um, side is doing in the beginning of the game is trying to get this through Congress. And of course, the opposition side is kind to trying to not get it through Congress, trying feel, to basically uh, like make this, it so that... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like this might be a good time for a little um, civics lesson here because, honestly, I don't, okay. I, I'm don't. i not sure that I was totally familiar with this process because... Yeah, me neither. 
a um a new amendment has really never been passed in my almost my entire lifetime so um wow when they used to pass wow. them like every other year back in the well now it's per- a perfect document andrew that's right. why <laughs> right it's mm-hmm. finished it's finished no need to change it it's anymore it's finished now we can't get anything done in congress um no congress they, they can they uh put it up just like a bill like any other thing and they say hey we want to make this amendment to the constitution and they and if they pass it then it goes to the state legislatures and each state votes on it and once three-fourths of the states uh approve it then it becomes fourths of the states then it becomes a uh there's no way it would happen today right Right. i mean um but we should try at least anyway andrew let's not get bogged down in that but yes that is the process you're trying to pull off here is you're trying to um for for the 19th amendment to pass what is it? Thirty-six of the states. Yeah, because there I are four in this game. There are forty-eight. Yes on it. There are forty-eight states because the uh, Alaska and Hawaii wow. were not states at that time. But wow, uh, yeah, wow, wow, huge. Um, and um, and now they are states. Is this true? They, Alaska and Hawaii okay. are are states. Yeah, Pete. Yeah, good job. Okay, just gotta update my uh my state roster here, <laughs> Andrew. Um, but yeah, so once you clear that hurdle of it, at least going through con- passing through congress and being brought to a vote of the states then all of this uh time that you've spent trying to build up support in these states really comes to a head because then they then they have to vote on it by the end of the game um and um and what it really comes down to is just as you said you either um reach 36 states having given it the green check mark having voted yes on the 19th amendment um or you reach 13 um states having given it the big red x having said no, no. voted no on it the... and whichever of those you reach first that is the side that wins the game andrew the cubes that you meant that we mentioned earlier the, the and once it um once it passes Congress, because there are cards where you're trying, as the suffragist side, you're trying to get support in Congress, and there's like a little Congress track on the bottom of the board, and you can use some cards to add these little white, um, I guess they're little white cylinders. Columns. They're supposed to be pil- uh, yeah. pillars, yeah, columns pillars, to Congress. Yeah. Once you get mm-hmm. six of those, then it goes to this phase of, okay, if you have four cubes in a state, you automatically win that. Whether you're the mm-hmm. opposition or the suffragist, you put a check mark if you're the uh suffragists or you put a red x if you're the opposition um yep and then you keep going until the end of the sixth turn and if nobody has gotten to their number by the end of the sixth turn then it goes to the lightning round final roll-off. vote they call <laughs> the it final which vote, is a, yeah. yeah which is a lightning round roll-off which is where you go back and forth rolling dice for um for a state you literally point to a state and you say this is for this is for montana this yeah. is for all the you know, and uh, and if you have any cubes in that state during the roll-off, then you get like a bonus. You get like extra added to yeah. your dice roll. So, so it's th- not so they... just pure luck; it's right. a mitigated. Yeah. Luck so it's still yep. your mm-hmm. all your skill and your strategy during the game helps you win that final uh, dice roll. Yep. Yeah. And the uh, the skill and the strategy that Andrew's referring to includes most of the cards that you play. Like we said, you can play it for what is on the card, um, which is kind of anchored to an event or a figure. Um, or you can play it for a general action. Some of the actions that you end up doing include putting those cubes into the state to show the support for your side of the issue, um, putting out campaigners, um, which are people 
who travel around the different regions. The uh, United States map is by the way split these up are certain regions. These are meeples that are shaped kind of like uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> like early twentieth century people, uh, maybe like yeah. a classic silhouette of a suffragist who's uh, you Ooh, know mama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but but uh, they're you can tell that they're like supposed to be of that time period. And uh, yeah. I love that the game came with extra... Parasols and such, yeah. It came with it, because you only use two, right? Two on each side or something, two of each color. Mm -hmm. But yeah. they come with different designs, so you can just be... And they don't have any extra powers. You can just be like, eh, I want to be this this design for this game. You know, right. I wanna, I wanna, They're in, right, like, right, different right. poses or wearing different outfits or whatever. I just well, and they actually for the suffragists, it, it, they are split up into two different two different colors. So you got yellow right. and you got purple, and that is also supposed to represent the fact that there are quite frankly kind of a split of opinion of uh you know there even amongst the people who are trying to win uh the vote for women, there are people who take you know have different opinions on on some other things that are happening. It's kind of um, kind of disparate groups who have the same big goal but d d mm -hmm. disagree on on the way to to make it happen yep. and so they have to kind of all come together by the end to, to make yep. it happen yeah. yep yeah the the game pulls no punches in terms of uh talking at length about uh how race uh plays and how racism plays into this whole thing too and because i mean that is just that's how it was at the time man uh, i mean yeah it's... let's face it still is now but i mean boy oh boy was it overt back then more than it it's um, written it in, now, so it's certainly a part of it. It's written in the game. You know, this is a Fort Circle game, which we'll talk more about later. But it comes with all these historical um, documents oh, yeah. and things like that. And production, yeah, production value off the charts. It yeah. has like mm -hmm. a whole like historical uh, reference thing in there, a booklet that tells you all about. It. And uh, I was reading it today, and and one of the things that the designer Tori Brown was saying in there was that um, it's it's more than just like the 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 classic like old crusty white guy who didn't want women to vote but there was also a lot of other like gray areas where you had like mm -hmm. women especially like in the south yeah. who like women women who like wanted women to vote but did not want black women to be able to vote and so then they were yeah. kind of like against and so there's all these like um different it's complicated uh, yeah. yeah yeah it's complicated mm -hmm. um and uh just like other fort circle games this is kind of their um what they do is they don't um I feel like they're very good about making sure that they don't. They want to. They want to remain unbiased, quite frankly. Yes. And and they do a they do a very good job, just like they did in Shores of Tripoli. They do a very good job of simply telling you what was happening at the time, Pretty um, much, yeah. but doing it in a way that does not that. I don't know how to put it necessarily. It, it it does not favor any one side. It is just telling you the facts, basically. Um, but boy, it's telling you the facts, and it's not going to pull <laughs> yeah, punches right. on. You know what I mean? Like it's going to tell you all the facts, even if they're hard to hear or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, yeah, so that so that is another thing about this game that uh, that that puts it right in the stable mm -hmm. with the other Fort Circle games. So. Um, but but that's it basically. That I uh, <laughs> I know that wasn't as quick an explanation as uh, we sometimes give a game, but that's just because there's so much going on here. The bottom line is, you are taking actions um, such as campaigning. You have campaigners out there. They are they are going to help build up support in the uh, in in these states. You can directly build up support in the states with events and figures from history. You can um, lobby for to get support in Congress to pass that through Congress. You can um, basically there's a currency of of 
campaign buttons that they that is a very cute way of representing like currency and uh, uh, political clout and things like that. Um, you can take with, actions to get more of those, which yeah, you then the use buttons. for an auction phase. Yeah, there you um, go. You get you like, can, um, yeah. uh, what are they, like special power cards? Strat they're called yeah. strategy, cards. strategy cards. So there's a yeah. strategy phase where you can auction a certain amount of buttons uh, secretly and see who will win a strategy um, a card for that turn. Um, you can win, uh, you, you put out, you set out a random amount of state cards, which, which, um, which then if you win the state that corresponds to that one of those, you know, six cards, I think it is, or, or eight or nine, yeah. something, six, maybe something like that, six or seven. Um, if you, let's say the, you know, New Jersey card has been pulled randomly uh, as one of the seven for the game, and then you're the first one to, to you know, reach a four cube uh, plateau of support in New Jersey, you win that card, it gives you an extra little boost in power. So, there's a there is more incentive to uh, to go after certain states, um, at least in the in the beginning, um, and so those are all the different types of actions that you can take with your cards. Um, again, whether it be for what's printed on the card or whether it be for one of those more general actions that you can basically use any card to do, and as you and you just do that over and over again, back and forth in a tug of war for all of these states uh, support in these states all across the nation. Once you pass that thing through Congress, then you start to really get into the nitty gritty of, of uh, either voting yes or no, which is a final vote once a state um, has locked it in. And then uh, if you, uh, which is often the case, if, if it does get to the end of the game and there's no clear winner yet, then you do that final vote roll off for all of the remaining states one by one and make them lock in a vote and there you go there you have your result either women have gained the right to vote by passing the 19th amendment or not that's the game baby there it is there it is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now andrew tell us a little bit more about how this game came to be well um speaking of those eagle-eared listeners if you if you were listening couple months ago now, I guess, we had the designer of this game, Tori Brown, on a special bonus episode of this podcast. So you can go back and listen to that one, We too. did? Yes, just we did. Kidding. No, it was great. Of course I remember, but I yeah. guess I'm just kind of doing the voice of the... <laughs> Of the non-eagle-eared listener, maybe the <laughs> let me. What's the, what's the thing that doesn't have good ears? Um, I but the uh, the old dog, maybe an old dog listener. <laughs> Wait, no, they also have. I think they actually, honestly, even when they're old, they have good ears. Yeah, so that was a bad one. What about like a groundhog or something like that? Yeah, they, right. You know, do they have ears? I don't even know. Do they even have? Ears? Do fish have ears? Maybe a fish. They're fish. Fish. Because they're fish underwater. eared listener. Fish I'm, eared I'm listeners. doing the. I am doing the. I'm taking the role of the fish eared listener. And we going, could honestly. You did. Could, you you had Tory Brown on. We could on probably here? say. You know what I mean. We could probably even say eagle eared because um, you know, uh, I'm not sure that eagles. Andrew, have much of ears. we're not going to get into that now. <laughs> eagle eagle eared listeners, no. <laughs> that are eagles that... known for their hearing okay anyway yes we had tori brown on the show we did a whole long interview with her it was a lot of fun so go back and listen to that episode and i'll i'll fill you in on a little bit of what she said on our show as well as some other things that i read some other interviews that i read because she has been doing a lot of interviews about this game right um and good you know good for her because 
Uh, it's a great game. There's a ton of buzz, Andrew. Everybody absolutely. wants to hear about it. Um, um, and everybody's been begging us to hear about it. You know what I mean? They're <laughs> like, we need two, we need two, you know, cis, hetero, white men to <laughs> uh, weigh in on this game. And we said, we got you. Said, okay, fine, if you want us to. Um, Tori Brown is the designer. This is her first board game, first board game design. Um, mm-hmm. Uh and she, in her day job, I guess she's a political organizer for a big, uh, really big uh, labor union. And mm-hmm. um, she's just very uh, kind of civic-minded person, it seems like, you know. Um, I, I you read... might have heard of it. It's called Walmart. No, just yeah, kidding. Right. Uh, no, no. She actually is on the good side. Uh, but go ahead. <laughs> um, I also read an interview that says she moved around a lot as a kid and saw a lot of the country. And it's just kind of like, um, I don't know, kind of interested in in American history and, and civics and all kinds of things like that. So that's kind of her oh, background yeah, yeah. a little bit. In 2019, she saw an article online that was saying, hey, guess what? It's com- We're coming up on the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment. And hmm. that kind of got her thinking. Oh, and by the way, I wanted to make a side note on that because I feel like that whole thing got overshadowed by the pandemic and it never really got us. Oh. Because that was like the exact time of like when nothing was really going on. And... Uh, I feel like they didn't make a big deal about it that year. I, I feel like we should, you know, get to celebrate it properly. But anyway, that's my own opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, she when she heard about that, she thought. Oh, so you're I saying COVID nineteen was yes. okay? Uh, released by the patriarchy. Yes. Execute episode sixty six. Um, uh huh. Uh-huh. I. <laughs> well, where was I in the notes? Anyway, she she thought that this would be a good setting for a board game, a good topic for a board game. I'd never seen a board mm-hmm. game about this. And like, hey, you know, this would be great. I'm, I'm willing to bet that she kind of had this on her mind, kind of her antenna up looking for, hmm, what would be a good board game? Because she happened to be uh, good friends with uh, Kevin Bertram, who Ooh. also also a former guest of the show, by the way. Go back and listen to the wow. uh, Battlemasters episode. He was on that with us. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Kevin had just started his brand new publish uh, board game publishing company called Fort Circle Games. Uh, wow! With Shores of Tripoli, which we we mentioned, we covered, and this is their second game uh, that the that they publish over there at Fort Circle. But anyway, she mentioned this to him, pitched him this idea of like, hey, how about a game about passing the Nineteenth Amendment? And he loved it, so she went out and did the research and made the game. And by the way, a ton of research. Uh, Library of Congress and all kinds of other things and really, really dug deep into the history to make it as as informative and, you know, authentic as possible. Are you sure about that, Andrew? Because a random guy on the Internet who reviewed the game felt like she didn't do her research. Is that Just true? I cannot wait. There's a bunch that. of knuckleheads. There's yeah, a bunch of knuckleheads out get, there. Get ready for review on this. I can't wait to hear this segment. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, she did a ton of research uh, and... She also mentioned in her designer notes that are included in the game that she was inspired by the game um, 1960, The Making of a President, which is another one that yeah. we we probably should cover at some point, but um, maybe yeah. not for a little while since this one's sort of similar. Um, it had the big uh, map of states, just like she used in this mm-hmm. game, but it's a different system because uh, uh, because, you know, passing an amendment as i mentioned before the process for that is different than electing a president where you've got the electoral college and each state is worth a different number of votes and all that stuff in, in passing an yeah. amendment each state is well of course andrew the, the uh, it's amount. different because uh, electing a president is obviously something that we all uh 
kind of directly do as uh, citizens of the United States. Oh, Our on. votes kind of directly. Wait, hold on. I'm just reading an article here. Uh, I'm just I'm just reading the Constitution and noticing that uh, people don't on. actually elect the president. Uh, oh, um, hold on. We actually. <laughs> yeah. Huh. yeah. I'll uh, just... bookmark that for later, actually. Yeah. I'm interested in that. Maybe. Well, for a long time, actually, the, the people didn't even vote for president. It was just state legislators no, yeah. who were like, and then eventually they were like, okay, we'll let you vote. And then we'll vote on what you, on how you vote. But, yeah, they were like, "Okay, peasants, uh, we'll, <laughs> if you'll shut up for a second, we'll let you vote." That's right? how much these you know what I mean? the founding fathers like trusted common people to like. They're like, "Well, we can't let them pick who the president's going to be," you know? Yeah, we got to have the the rich guys who get elected to state legislatures pick that. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, um, so this is a different system, but you know, inspired by that game at least. And okay. um, so she started her design as just. It was always just going to be suffrage versus opposition, like a two-player game, yeah. 1v1. And yeah. she found that in the playtests, players reacted negatively to being the opposition um, sure. a lot of the time. You know, Not always, but a lot of the time it was like... And, and more so, she mentioned more so than like if you were to play as, say, the Nazis in World War II board game, you know? There's right. so many like... Axis and Allies, hmm. board games and stuff like that. Uh, where it's probably it's not like, worth looking into that, why right. that would be the case anyway. Yeah. But, well, it is interesting. I don't know. I think it is kind of interesting that, like, this one evokes, because it is. It's like, oh, so depressing if you win as opposition, where it's like, you're like, yeah, I won. Oh, now women can't vote. Mm-hmm. But, but people don't seem to have a problem being, you know, the, <laughs> the uh, you know, uh, Nazis in a, in a World War II game. It's kind of, kind of I don't know. Well, it's probably because, you know, we don't have to worry about that anymore because we don't have anybody in, in the United States who... Right. No Nazis. Ever, Nazis are not a thing to worry who about. Who would ever, right. right. That's way in the past. Way in the past. Yeah. Way in the past. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. We're, yeah. Um, we don't have anybody like, let's say, in Congress right now that uh, right, 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 essentially right. rubs elbows with... Uh... So anyway, her anyway, next... Andrew. <laughs> her next task in designing the game was, okay, I got this great two-player game now. But I need an which what she calls in here an oppo bot, right? A, yeah, okay. A version of the game where you can play against a quote unquote bot that would be the opposition. So you can just play right. one player. The two of you can team up as the suffragists. Right. You can you Nobody can play, has to be the bad guy. Yeah, right. You can play one player as a suffragist or you can team up as a team of two against the mm-hmm. the oppo bot. Um, yep. it's, it's basically very, just a small, good. it's a sm- slightly smaller version of the opposition deck with some other, you know, things built in. And she said mm-hmm. that took like a lot of play tests. Kevin Bertram, she mentioned did a zillion play tests of the oppa bot to make sure it was working the right way mm-hmm. and balanced. Um, and so she made then that this made the game have several different play modes. You can play one versus one. You can play two versus the oppa bot. You can actually play two versus two in this game. Which I know is kind of breaking the rules of our show, where we say we only review two-player games, but we've done games like this before, where it's like, it's really a two-player game. But this if you, is a two-player yeah, game. If you're but, doing a four-player right. version of this, it's you're just on the same team. You're you're really mm-hmm. still playing a two-player game, so we let it slide, mm-hmm. especially for mm-hmm. this because mm-hmm. it is a good game. But anyway, it was yeah. just published, uh, you know, earlier this year, and uh, it's a brand new game. Yeah. Uh, from Fort Circle, and that's the history mm. of the game. There it is. Wow! 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 Uh, that is great, Andrew. That has me in a terrific mood to hear about, you know, what a, what a great story for Tori to be a first time publisher, knocking it out of the park with a, you know, with a game that put out by a fledgling game publisher. This, this is great. These are great stories. 
so it's about time that we go ahead and just tank our uh, tank our <laughs> tank our vibe right now by <laughs> tuning in with guys on the internet. Andrew, why don't we All go right. ahead and just review on this? Review on this. Review on this. I cannot wait to hear these totally rational and sane reviews all just yeah. just yeah, politely yeah, yeah, yeah. praising this game, saying, uh, lovely game. I enjoyed myself tremendously. You know, Listen, five stars. Andrew, uh, this is already a very well-reviewed game. So, uh, so of course, there's going to be knuckleheads out there, but there there is you know more than a fair share of people who see that this truly is a, a great game out there. But let's go ahead and just kind of take a little bit of a taste from all all angles here, Andrew. Um, we're gonna we're gonna read some people's reviews and assume what that's what's going on with them. Andrew, this person actually didn't give it a score. That is something you can do on uh, oh. on some of these sites. You can just kind of log it and not decide on a store score. So that's what this person did, uh, and they wrote has solo. Interesting theme. Dev and pub. Self-rate own game. A 10. Avoid. Too bad. Marco likes. <laughs> Andrew, um, this person avoids any game whose own creator rates it a 10, I guess, is what they're saying, which uh, is a loser. This person's a loser, Andrew. That is stupid. Too bad. Too well, bad, they say. It's too bad, too, because it was good. Uh, all right. Get it. You're right. Andrew. Good game, I can't but stress this enough. I can't enough. believe that the developer of the game rated it a 10. Yeah. I can't believe the developer of the game really liked their own game and believed in it. <laughs> Andrew, loser, this person is. And I cannot stress this enough. The person needs to get a life, I, Andrew. I was struck by the kind of, like, lack of... Uh, unnecessary, like they weren't they weren't totally complete sentences. You know, they were leaving out like sort of yeah. unnecessary words. I still understood it, but it was like uh, like nineteen eighty four newspeak or whatever that is. Um, well, they're uh, yeah, good point. Yeah, good point. Good point. Their time is valuable, obviously, Andrew. They don't, have right. to, you know. Um, Andrew, this person also gave it a, a no score, uh, and they said a war game. You say surely you can't be serious. I haven't. Played it and likely won't play it, but clearly this is not a war game. Just no. WTF, BGG. Um, this is on a board game geek. This review is on. That's what they're referring to. I guess it got classified as a war game. I and this see. person uh, seems to have a strong opinion on that, Andrew. Um, <laughs> I guess this guy, you know what? Seems kind of like a guy who doesn't doesn't want to be mixing in politics with his pew pew shoot 'em ups I <laughs> right guess, yeah andrew right. uh so well, you know also a man andrew who needs to he's gonna have to get a life there andrew it, it, this game is i can see why they labeled it war game it, it, it wouldn't sure. be the, it wouldn't be the first thing that comes to mind it's not it, it it isn't a straight up war game, but it is similar in its, its area control, like a war game. It's it is a right. It is a historical. It has a map. area control of the United States. Right. You know what and, I mean? Like yeah. And there are 
uh, multiple war cards about wars that you can play in this and that yeah. do affect the game, like the Civil War and World War One. No, it it just it just comes down to the fact that there's no guns in it. That's all <laughs> right. this guy. It just that's all this guy wants. So, right, beat it, buzz off. And in a uh, Andrew, way, it this... is a it is a war of uh, ideas, I guess. It's a say. war. Yeah, it's absolutely an an ideological war. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Andrew, this person gave it a six out of ten, uh, and they said, "Like Shores of Tripoli, this game has a cult following that will sing its praises no matter what, especially given the topic and the current climate, where giving it really high ratings makes you quote one of the cool kids unquote." <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, listen, don't worry. Don't worry, Andrew. I know that I can see you getting tense over there after I read that one. I'm not going to go off on a rant, Andrew. Okay. In fact, I think this guy is absolutely correct, Andrew. Oh, what? Okay. People these days are so woke, Andrew. (laughs) Back in my day... Yeah. We never looked back at the history of the United States and simply stated what happened. Right. Okay, that's... that's we didn't do that back in my day. I remember back in my day, our history class was five minutes long, and it was just a one five minutes. That's it. That's the, was all the history you ever had to take in school, and the textbook was a pamphlet. And when you opened it, it said... Everything was all good up until now, the end, um, and uh, that was it. That was history back in my day. The today, don't get me started. Know look, what I mean? Look, women being able to vote is extremely woke. You're right, and um, so woke, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, now, yeah, and what? Now targets, you know, got also. Uh, Allows women in it. Woke. Went woke. You know what I mean? Also, I love um, how they lumped in Shores of Tripoli with all that as well. So it's like... Uh... Which is not... Listen, <laughs> I said it already. Both of these games do not... Honestly, do not take a stance. Honestly, do not. We even <laughs> talked to Tori about this, and she was like, I personally would have put more, you know, right. uh, subjective stuff in there. But Kevin was very good about being like, we want to stick to this being kind of an, an objective, unbiased. That's kind right. of what we do at Fort Circle which I absolutely appreciate. It's just such a weird thing. These guys, these little gremlins are just always looking for something that they can cry about. Andrew, uh, while I'm on the topic of me agreeing 100% with this little gremlin, I would also like to stress another true thing, which is that I would not, Andrew, Mm -hmm. and this is true, I would not like to launch this man into our galaxy's sun melting his flesh from his bones and turning him into ash. Okay, something you would okay. not like to do. Got it. Something <clears throat> I would not like to do with him. Okay, Andrew, this one, see, I wasn't going to go on a rant. I told you I didn't. Okay. Andrew, this person uh, gave it a 7 out of 10. They said, I like the back and forth and think it's definitely a game that benefits from playing a bunch and really learning both decks. I'm partial to the suffrage side. Andrew, I think you'd agree with me when I say, phew, you know what I mean? I really, I hope, luckily I did not find a review, and I really hope I never find a review that says, I'm partial to the side that believes women are are brood animals, actually. So, uh, you know what I mean? Partial that to would the suffrage. <laughs> that's uh, probably, those, those reviews, I did not go on Reddit. That's probably where those 
reviews are, Andrew. Um, that was nice that they put that in there, but I feel like it was almost unnecessary. It's like, kinda, just, just so you know. Just it so is so you know, unnecessary, I... right? I mean, I hope so. I, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. man. Whew. Andrew. Although uh, it, it is the internet, give... so I guess you do have it to It is the internet. Right, yeah. 7.3 out of 10, this person gave it, Andrew. This person said, okay. very refined effort for a first-time designer. Don't let, quote, political, quote, Topic scare you away. This is an excellent game that treats the subject matter with great respect. Andrew, thank God that the centrists are welcome. <laughs> thank God. Thank God that the people who call things like casting a black person for a movie role uh, political are welcome, <laughs> too. You know what I mean? Don't worry about the, quote, political nature of it. Get out of here. It's like it's the like they're writing this review. Political. Come on. It's like they're writing the review a hundred years ago. It's like, come on, this it's is not just, political anymore, right? It, this is yeah. Am I reading one be. of Fort Circle's, you know, uh, direct polls from you know a newspaper from back then? Or right, reading, right. You know? It's just like you know, hey boy, Andrew. This, pre- but they liked it. Seven point three out of ten. They just and they like uh, you know the they just they just say don't worry, don't worry about the political nature of it. Frig, frig out of here. Andrew, this person gave it a 7.5 out of 10. And they said, our last gripe, uh, at the end of their review, they said, our last gripe is a major one as non-U.S. residents, which is the issue we sometimes have when playing games like this, as the states are only labeled with their two-letter codes on the board. We had to take a bit of time to identify them since the cards call them by their full names. Wow. Well, Andrew... Uh, I guess it's kind of valid, but I, I got news for you, bud. Uh, I am a U.S. resident, <laughs> and I do not know where half of our states are, uh, if not more. So, uh, and I got through it just fine. I think you'll be okay. If you told me to point to Kentucky on a map, Andrew, I got news for you. You're wasting your time. <laughs> uh, I do not. I do not know. That could be in the Northwest. That could be. I do not know. Uh, I don't know how far west it is. I don't know how far east it is. I don't care. Sorry, uh, I don't go there very often. Not my problem. Um, so there are people in other countries who know the United States better than I do geographically. So I think honestly, it's not. They call it like a major gripe. I don't. I don't think so. Right. That's a small one. Okay. Yeah, I see. I That's see your a point. small one. Listen, if the state's called North Dakota and there's an ND, yeah, you go with that one. You know what I mean? How about yeah. that? It's they're they're color coded too. There's like um, what five different regions that uh, and they're 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 color coded and they're color coded on the card. And each region has like eight states maximum. So if it's orange and it and it says North Dakota on the card, and you look at the orange section, and there's only one ND, that's that's North Dakota, bud. Um, you know enough about it you know as much about it as I do that's it I don't know I think I think uh, Mount Rushmore's there I think I don't I don't care that's South are you serious that's South Dakota yeah (laughs) who cares man dude I saw a picture of this is an aside but I saw a picture of it uh, today I think there's somebody it's small it's too, you, it's too it small. Is when you see it zoomed out you know when you see uh, when you see it zoomed out yeah you're like that's a small rock. Those are small rocks. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's stupid. Also, I mean, we don't even want to get started on the fact that we stole that's Native American land and a sacred Native American uh, mountain that we carved. Anyway, carved it into. We got to blow that up. Anyway, Andrew, sorry, uh, redacted. Uh, Okay. All right, folks, don't don't get turned off from the political nature of this. Listen, of all uh, segment here, you know. Yeah, Um, don't worry. Pete is don't worry we are gonna blow up mount rushmore but other than that don't worry about the you're welcome well hold on i think here. the declaration no of independence problem. is hidden up in like the nostril of one of those <laughs> is this true well uh, uh was that uh, part of the nick cage thing yeah uh it was national treasure rushmore? national treasure 2 i believe they go like spelunking in inside of the nose of one of the guys in mount rushmore uh-huh. they find like treasures like you know some some pirate treasure. It makes no sense. The second one is well. The first one, Boogers. neither of them make sense really. But what uh, if the what if the person who made the the Mount Rushmore had a sense of humor and they put a bunch of they carved a bunch of boogers in there? Yeah. Okay, Andrew. Uh, I think that'd be very funny. Listen, well, Andrew. You know, you know that in the 1700s. I mean, they 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 didn't even have mirrors. Most of them, you know. So like they're Oof. not they're not cleaning out the bats in the cave. You know they're. Oh my god. I'm sure they all everybody smelled awful. I mean, come on. Let's it's let's face it. No, Andrew, I will not have you talk that way about <laughs> I'm saluting. You can't see me right now, but I'm actually saluting currently. Uh <clears throat> Andrew, this person uh gave it a 7.6 out of 10. 0.1 more than the last okay, person. Okay. Right. They said a fun time playing guys versus the girls game. <laughs> oh no. Or or <clears throat> villains versus vixens oh, andrew geez. now andrew i don't i don't know i think i personally think maybe this guy's got to play this game a little more because <laughs> <laughs> i think he needs a little more time with this game i I, uh, I think he has to at least play the game until he stops referring to women as vixens in a board game <laughs> review on a on the World Wide Web. But. Villains versus vixens. See, that, yeah, that should have been right on the box as the tagline. Vote for that women. should have Villains been right on the box. You know, and, and just have, like... Yeah, Tori loving that, I'm sure. Yeah, some yep. some really, like, scantily clad women on the cover, like you'd see in some yeah. of those other, you know, type of things. You know? Yeah, I was, I, you know, one of the things that didn't make the, uh, the episode when we interviewed Tori, but I did make sure to ask her i said why don't is did you ever think about releasing a version of this game that just has a bunch of babes on the cover and they're wearing bikinis and they're maybe washing a 1920s car or whatever Um, and she's uh she's currently discussing it with kevin i think uh andrew this uh person edition the the villains versus vixens expansion yeah, right expansion. Uh, where right. it's uh you know elf, uh who are some stage vixen where it's marilyn monroe and uh right anyway yeah, anyway andrew this person pam anderson andrew nine out of ten this person uh right. gave it so they're loving it they said first play rules goof <laughs> colon yeah first play rules goof okay. colon skipped strategy step every turn added only one color suffragette cubes to each state uh andrew i'm not sure that this person realizes this but they do not have to tell on themselves (laughs) online they don't this is they don't have to go online and tell us the mistakes they made in the first have they 
Okay, so they, they, right, of course, they don't need to tell us that. Uh, they can keep that to themselves. But it, have they stumbled upon a great um, home uh, house rules edition of this game? Because they rated it 9 yeah. out of 10, and they weren't even playing the wow. game correctly. Right, right. Yeah, they goofed up, and yet they still loved it. So that, I think that speaks to it. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we should try it that way and see if it maybe, yeah, <laughs> right, is even better. I don't know. Probably Maybe not. for the villains versus uh, vixens. Edition. Right, yeah. When that Andrew, this person gave it a 10 out of 10. This is a perfect score. They said, uh, I like it. Nice components. A good game. Simple, but not simplistic. And a good historical reminder at a time when women's rights are being questioned here and there. Oh. Um, oh, yep, just here and there. yep, yep, yep. Yeah, this person's from France, Andrew, oh, um, and okay. it must be nice to live in France where you can say that women's rights are, quote, being questioned here and there <laughs> instead of, um, quote, currently being revoked in state legislatures almost every week, unquote, <laughs> which is, of course, an American, uh, the American version of that. Zut alors, Andrew. <laughs> Mon, mon Dieu, is what I say. Oh, uh, qu- question, questioned, questioned. Just here I've been and there. saying that. I said that. I, I said that weird. I said questioned. Questioned. That's my. Questioned. Hey, let me let me ask you a question. I got a question. Yeah. For you, Andrew, uh, would love to hear the guys on sports radio call in and talk about this game. But <laughs> that's a whole other segment we got to discuss. Um, yeah, I got, a, got a question for you guys. Who's going to be hey, the, I got a the, question for you. Who's uh, going to be the so quarterback what? of the Eagles? All right, go ahead. <laughs> hey, we're talking about the great game Votes for Women. For caller, we got, you know, we got you on the line from uh, from Delco. Hey, yeah, I got a question for you. Call, uh, do you actually think Jalen Hurts? Caller, we're talking about, uh, you know, we're talking about Votes for Women. Okay. Andrew, oh boy, those guys, I'll tell you what, those guys who call into the old sports radio, I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably 9 out of 10, ten of them need, uh, need a good old therapy session every now and then. Oh. That would help a lot. Yeah, okay. I would, do you know actually, anybody? Something I, you know anybody something, good? Yeah, some, something I might actually discuss with uh, a guy who's uh, pulling up as we speak. Oh, Yeah, that. there's that doorbell. It's Dr. Fraser Crane. Dr. Fraser Crane. All right. Well, come on in, Dr. Fraser Crane, and help us count down the top 10 phrases that you're definitely going to hear someone say while playing the game Votes for Women. Number 10. Yay, I won. Now women can never vote. Oh, man, I won. Now women can never vote. Number 9. Help me, Obi-Wan, New Jersey. You're my only hope. Number eight. This old man with a beard pictured on this card surely must have been in favor of women's rights and not have had anything horrible to say about... Hold on. Number seven. I'm at a campaign button, but uh, does this Blink-182 button on my backpack have any value? Number six. I haven't seen this many buttons since I played Patchwork. Number five. Wow. But this must have been before suggesting amendments to the Constitution became illegal. Number four. Okay. Quietly... Step away from the table. I think the Oppobot is becoming self-aware. Number three. I love a game that takes place in the good old United States, back in the good old days, before we were so divided. Number two. All right, I think I'm doing pretty well here. So far, I have Vermont, Connecticut, Virginia, Tennessee, New York, Kentucky, 
Indiana, Illinois, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Ventnor, St. James Place, Marvin Gardens, Boardwalk, and Park Place. Number one. Boy, it is so hard to fight the establishment here. Well, now that the game's done, back to avoiding all critical thinking about civic engagement. Love break. It is love break time, baby. Love yes. break, baby. Time love to break. break. Uh, time to break in break case of love, love, you know. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, break glass. Um, in case Andrew, of love. this is where we take a break. From this episode, for a little bit of love, uh, there's always room for love mm -hmm. in our episodes, which is to say we play our ongoing game of Fog of Love one turn at a time, one turn per episode. Andrew, it's your turn. It is my turn this week, and uh, I feel like this game has been going on for more it has been going on for more than a year now i guess right um so mm. this is this might we might have the world record for the longest game of uh fog Ooh, of love here we go um, guinness yeah i'm gonna play this card and uh we are um out to dinner on this one and by the way um in our in our relationship here this just for the story this is not we're not out to eat at our favorite restaurant jimmy john's okay which was probably huh. a big mistake here we actually, um, let's see, we are across the street from Jimmy John's. We had at, it earlier in the day, maybe. Right, it's an why, early so. dinner at, because, uh, you know, it gets crowded. Uh, we went across the street to the Olive Garden. So I thought, you know, it's a, it's a special occasion. So we'll go we'll go somewhere yes. really fancy tonight. Fancy, um, yeah. Because this card is, the the server does not, not sure if we are a couple. And Oh, really? Yes. And uh, they give us the check. Or they, they're not sure, you know, uh, should I do two separate checks or not? So we have to decide mm. how we're going to respond. Yeah, they would know at Jimmy John's. Who to, right, exactly. Who to That's exactly yeah. my point here is mm -hmm. that they would know. They they know us. We're in there every day. Right. Um, right. So we have to respond uh, how, how we're going to respond to this this little kind of okay. awkward moment. So the way is, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, the waiter uh, says, two, you know, two separate checks. Yeah, right. All right, and you got option A here is when you um, speak up and you you proactively, you say one check. Right. And as if you're going to cover it. You're like, that's fine, I got it. Uh, option B is where you sit and you wait and see what the other person's going to do. A little awkward silence, yeah. A little awkward silence. Option C uh, is where you go ahead and just proactively say, just split them two checks. Right. And then op option D is where you basically, uh, you say, I, Ooh, I don't, I don't have anything. I don't have any money on me. I forgot my wallet. Um, yeah. I forgot my wallet. And, um, it, that, so like you got all these other, all these different combinations that give you different results. So like, if you both say that you, you don't have money, then you got to wash the dishes and you both lose to happiness uh, or satisfaction. Um, if you both, uh, if one person says A, one person says B, which is, of course, one basically one person taking the lead and saying, I'll pay, and the other person just kind of waiting and, and 
and seeing, that's kind of the ideal. And you both get get plus two to your happiness. Uh, If you both kind of, if you both choose uh, B, which is the one where you kind of like wait and see, then the waiter, it's awkward. The waiter goes, okay, you know what I mean? Uh, (laughs) And so you get, you get, uh, you both get minus uh, one, I think, something like that. And then um, the, the thing is that if you choose Whoever uh, whoever ch- chooses the one where they where they say split it up into two checks, um, the other person's going to get minus one of their happiness because they're like, wait, what are we just friends right, or something? Not like a that? You know, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what's going on here? You know. Um, so this is kind of like a uh, an interesting prisoner's dilemma type thing. Yes. Uh, because for the ideal thing, one of us is going to have to, you know choose b one of us gonna have to choose a all right i think i i think i i'm lock i know what i'm locking in i got mine here i'm ready you got yours yes okay wait oh wait 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 wait. actually no i'm not sorry i'm taking that one back and i'm gonna i'm playing this one i'm playing this one okay Okay. i now i'm ready here we go okay all right ready three two one flip them flip oh (laughs) oh my andrew Yes. What the heck is going on here, Andrew? All right, so I choose. I chose D. Uh, I chose forgot my D? wallet. I forgot my wallet. Sorry. Okay. Um, well. Uh huh. And Pete, Pete chose A. I'll pay for it. So okay. I guess you're paying for it now. It, the funny thing is that if you choose, so you get a plus one in happiness because yeah. I'm paying for it. I right. get a minus one in happiness because I forgot my wallet. Um, okay. Great. Yeah. So thank you, Andrew. That's worked uh, out nicely. I, I guess <laughs> that was not uh, not what I thought was going to happen, and that's very interesting, Andrew. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. fair enough. Um, would love to follow up on that, but we don't really have time, Andrew. We got yeah. to get back to the episode. Enough love, love over, Andrew. Love over. Uh, or should I say, love on pause? You know what I mean? Ooh. Okay. Now, until Andrew. Next um, until next time. Uh, but, uh, but that doesn't mean we're all, we're done with having a good time, Andrew, because I think we're about to have a great time with this phone call that's about, that's blowing up my phone right now. All right, you ready? I'm about to answer it, put it on speaker because I'm getting a call from an acquaintance. Acquaintance call in. Yes, that's right. It is time for an acquaintance call in. This is, of course, the segment on the show where we talk to somebody who many shows would refer to as a friend of the show. But for our show, of course, that would just be disingenuous. Let's talk to an acquaintance, Andrew, just somebody that we know. Andrew, who are we talking to today? Well, Pete, we have a very special acquaintance on the line here today. Um, Actually, I think this is our, our first ever returning acquaintance to the show which is kind of a big deal that may be true Um, andrew well except for dan dan corkery is just a bum we found uh, he's just a bum that we know so this is a first real yeah 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 Yeah. Um, Uh, and he wouldn't mind me saying that either um so andrew you're just uh we just know this person so well we're just introing them on uh, a first name basis that's it you're not gonna tell us anymore no no sorry sorry uh okay we have an acquaintance here um liz davidson is the host of uh beyond solitaire podcast and uh, stuff on youtube and also we're going to talk a little bit more about it 
a uh, a brand new uh, board game designer as well. Wow, so, wow, um, we're wow. excited to talk to her about that. So, uh, Liz, welcome to the show. Liz Davidson. Hey, don't worry. I'm not going to misinterpret being a repeat acquaintance as anything like yeah. being a friend. You know, yeah, okay. good, good, good. I understand yeah. the boundaries of our relationship. As, <laughs> as you'll remember from the last time we talked, Liz, uh, our audience would, of course, revolt if they found out that, um, you know, we had another friend. So we can verify with you, right, that you are not in a friend. You are uh, you are just an, uh, a, a returning acquaintance. Yes. Yes. This is okay. like a favor for an acquaintance, not a favor for a yes, friend. Yes, a favor. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and most of our guests do refer to it as a favor that they're doing for us. So that is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's my pleasure to be out here. This is this is fun. Not, oh, not okay. fun enough to good, be good, friends, good. though. Good, good. Yes. Don't, good, good, don't good. have too much fun here. OK, this is not. <laughs> yeah, don't have too much fun. fun. That is. That is another that is actually an unspoken rule of our podcast is to make sure it never gets too fun. Uh, and we do work pretty hard. I work pretty hard on the editing part of the. I usually edit out most of the fun parts of the episode just to make sure it doesn't get too fun. Uh, and I think our audience appreciates that. Wow. Yeah, you're you're at. I love that. You're editing out all the mm -hmm. all the fun content and just That's leaving right. all the dry, boring stuff. Good. Mm -hmm. Great. Mm -hmm. Glad we have that. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, the driest anyway. stuff. <clears throat> I mean, that's how I do it. So <laughs> <laughs> good, <laughs> good, good, good. See you in good company. Great minds think alike, Liz. Uh, um, yeah. By the way, Liz, um, I, I, I do listen to the Beyond Solitaire podcast. I, I love the show, mm -hmm. Liz. Um, but yeah. I gotta say, uh, you're talking to us, and I just want to warn you that we do not have any PhDs or advanced degrees or anything like mm -hmm. that. Liz always seems mm -hmm. to have professors of who who yeah. know a lot about board games on her show and all mm -hmm. this other stuff. So we're not quite as smart as your normal. Uh, guests that you have. No, no, just just remember, my normal person I interact with day to day is teenagers. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, phew. So, That's more like us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Well, in that case, I'd like to say butt and uh, uh, fart and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I actively teach my students the words for butt and fart. And yes. Latin, so that's great. Just having a PhD does not for... make you a mature person. Oh, okay. I mean, those are things you kind of have to know if you're gonna really, <laughs> you know. <laughs> if, you, if you're gonna really travel to rome and speak latin they speak latin in rome still right okay. <laughs> maybe the priest <laughs> yeah they, now we're talking and they need to know uh fart for sure because they <laughs> <laughs> uh within these hallowed grounds you know make sure you don't fart they say in latin and all the kids all right. are like ooh. Uh, since we're on such a serious topic now, um, yes. let's, let's talk about this uh, serious game of uh, votes for women yes. that we're talking about on this episode. We brought you on to talk a little bit about votes for women, Liz. Um, I yeah. know you've, you, like us, actually have interviewed uh, <coughs> Tori. Um, Tori, yes, thank you. For yeah. <laughs> Tori Brown, about the game. I'm sure you played it or anything. Thoughts about the game while we're talking about it, Liz? I should also disclose, uh, so I have interviewed Tori, but since then, uh, I did the official tutorials for Votes for Women through Fort Circle, mm -hmm. and Fort Circle is also the publisher of my game that we're going to talk about later. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I do like Votes for Women, but I'm also yeah. super compromised in terms of giving objective mm -hmm. opinions, and so I feel like it's yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um. So uh, basically, your opinion on the game doesn't matter, Liz, because <laughs> it's compromised. It's yeah, mm -hmm, I see. Because you're okay, getting money yeah. under the table. Can you give from... us any opinions about um voting in general? I mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like um, doing it. Um, and I don't like intend doing to stop. It. Okay. <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. I got you. You you have no plans to stop or anything like that? Okay. Oh. oh, I thought no. we could. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm one of those women always voting. Mm, okay, yeah. See, Andrew. Uh, but no, actually, seriously, 
No, I was no, going to say, Andrew and I, as you know, uh, we're just like cis hetero white guys. So we were kind of hoping everybody else would stop voting, maybe. And then, we, you know, classic, <laughs> classic white guy stuff. We're going around <laughs> to every, you know, minority and just uh, saying, like, you guys want to still vote or maybe you want to, you know. Yeah, we'll just we'll just trust y'all because that's gone really well mm-hmm. historically. It has gone well historically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, that's that's one of my questions for you, Liz. Which is that um, you know there is a lot of um, tough stuff that the that this tough history that this game deals with um, for the United States um, and. Uh, so I'm in the mindset of like representation, you know what I mean? At a national level and everything like that. And I guess my question is when are, um, when are white guys gonna get a game about their right to vote? Huh? How about that? When are we gonna, uh, there's all these games. Uh, I'm about... pretty sure that there was one that came out called gerrymander. <laughs> yeah. That okay, about yeah. Like... <laughs> That's Oh, I'm... and now I'm interested. You know what I mean? Like my <laughs> eyebrows going up. Hmm. <laughs> I can gerrymander at home, you know what I mean? Just like it's always, <laughs> always been my dream to gerrymander. Actually, ever since my <laughs> forefathers, you know, <laughs> would love actually, to. Would love a solo to redraw game in the mail called Mister President. Ooh, Mister really? President. Yeah, it's like a new GMT thing. Um, I wish it wasn't Ooh. called Mister President because I don't intend to do anything, yeah. Mister, in my presidency. Yes, but exactly. in your presidency, yes, <laughs> Doctor um, President. <laughs> Is it based? Uh, it's a U.S. like map, basically, or um, I actually haven't opened the box yet, but I know mm-hmm. it's gonna be. It's a complex looking game. It's huge. It's, yeah. it's resource oh, wow. management. Yeah, if it's if it's and GMT, basically the idea yeah, is that you're right? running in. Yeah, like you're supposed to run your administration. You're gonna have advisors and like people who can help you get stuff done. And so it's not about okay. winning the presidency. Oh, it's about so it's not realistic. Being, well, it's about being the president. You, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. But you get but stu- like, you get stuff it's mostly done golfing. in the game. Mostly golfing. Well, okay, so that it. Okay, so it is kind of realistic. Yeah, it's a lot of. Yeah, there's got to be if there's a component to the game where you talk about getting stuff done a lot in order to secure a vote, but uh, you know. But we, we all know that being the president is about going on golf trips, having mm-hmm. an Easter egg yep. roll at the White House. Yes. And right. uh, an Easter egg roll. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like maybe you go on one international trip. Hmm. Yep. You have a, you have and, some uh, sort of like snafu, like you like trip or something, and everybody makes a big deal about it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. You got to do something when you travel that uh, that people can uh, turn into a meme these days. You know. Yeah. Exactly. You just it's really all about the memes, and if you're not all about the memes, <laughs> then what kind of politician are you? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, imagine the memes back when uh, George uh, H. W. Bush didn't he vomit on the. Uh, Somebody what? one time, the the like a Japanese uh, representative or something like that one time what? when he was traveling abroad. You don't remember this? I think he like threw up in somebody's lap one time. You see, you don't remember it because there we didn't have memes then. Uh, to, H, uh, the father, H.W. Bush? I yeah, I just, okay, father. so I looked it up. Yes, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. So because of presidencies being the way they are, the Wikipedia mm-hmm. entry says, on 8th January 1992, at about 2020 <laughs> JST, so you have a time, an actual wow. time. Okay, wow. While attending a banquet hosted by the Prime Minister of Japan, Kichi Miyazawa, uh, U.S. President George H.W. Bush fainted after vomiting in Miyazawa's lap. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, yeah. Pete, pretty good pull there. 
I, I'm just saying, listen, this is how I so you got you are both teachers and I'm kind of like a street teacher of the kids. I teach them U.S. history through memes about all the presidents having thrown up on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, teach you the real and, history. Yeah. And let me tell you, on Teacher Appreciation Day, I, the, the emails come pouring in from the kids for me. You know what I mean? Thank you so much, Mr. Steele, for teaching me that one time that George H.W. Bush threw up on <laughs> the prime minister <laughs> using like a Drake, a Drake meme. <laughs> now, Liz, you mentioned that you have a game coming out and you mentioned that it's with Fort Circle, which piques our uh, curiosity, of course, because now this is the second game that we've covered from Fort Circle. Uh, the first being Shores of Tripoli. And honestly, we really dig both of them, quite frankly, kind of yeah. coming out of nowhere with the, as a publisher and and kind of winning our hearts. So we're very much looking forward to your game that's coming out. Tell us a little bit more about it, just so that we have some, uh, our audience has some some info up front. Yeah, okay, so this is not a game designed by myself. Uh, this is a game I co-designed uh, with David cool. Thompson, who is yes. my 4 a.m. Facebook chat friend. And... <laughs> Because we're both up early, this is my theory, we were the only other people around to talk to in early mornings. And so we became friends. And, mm -hmm. you know, over the years, we've just had like a really nice friendship. And we decided that we were going to design a game together. So we Very have cool. co-designed a game about the Night Witches. Um, they That's the name for the 588th Night, Night Bomber Regiment. Um, they were Soviet female pilots of World War II who flew like little harassment missions against the Nazis in these rickety like canvas and wood biplanes and so they weren't fighter pilots and they didn't have big bombs and yet they were the most you know feared unit at night because mm -hmm. they were so persistent and they would just kind of glide in drop some bombs try to escape and so we've created a game that tries to simulate that feeling yeah that's awesome uh and russia uh now you said russia they were against the nazis because i'm i'm Washington has been telling me that we've just always hated Russia and they've always been our enemy forever. That's that. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> I, in my textbook, my, my 2023 textbook, you know what I mean? Says that we have to hate Russia and we've always hated them. And <laughs> so I'm pretty sure this is a time when Russia was our frenemy because let's yeah. not forget yeah. um, Stalin was yeah. in charge at this time. We're not saying that. Yeah. Right. Russia was good the point. best place to be in yeah. the world. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> But, uh, you know, we're actually trying to create a game that's going to hopefully when, we're, when we start working with our artists represent, you mm -hmm. know, women from all over the Soviet Union, because yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. you know quite accurate to history. Um, yeah. And, you know, it takes regardless of where you're from, it takes a lot of nerve to, oh, yeah. you know, fight to be allowed to fight because there was sort of a sniff yeah. at the idea of female units at the time. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, these women busted it round the clock all night. Uh, and then they would sleep all day if they could. We could talk about that in a moment. Um, <laughs> uh, to, um, you know, fly more sorties than the male bomber units who were, you know. So when we talk about these rickety planes and stuff, I think a lot of people want to say, oh, well, you know, the women were the ones who weren't given any good equipment and that's sexist. And there was certainly some uh -huh. sexism with the way the Night Witches were treated. But uh, mm -hmm. I do want to point out there was a fighter unit that got new fighter planes that the men were very jealous of. And there was also a day bomber unit that had really nice planes. And then because the Russian Air Force got attacked early on and they just didn't have a lot of resources, there were multiple units flying these crappy little PO2 like 
canvas planes. And so they were okay. used, they're supposed to be used for flight training, but mm. they got repurposed for war. And so there were male units oh, wow. also flying these little planes. But okay. um, the night witches basically they got their turnaround time for these planes really low and they were flying mm-hmm. out repeatedly through the night yeah uh all night yeah, yeah every yeah, night yeah. moving along the front uh mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. really really dangerous work and you know i'm i'm uh i'm just impressed with that level of determination period. well yeah <laughs> especially because i mean so uh not so in right off the bat you're probably they're probably being underestimated because they're probably just, uh, you know, they're like, well, okay, well, they're just fodder. We just have to send out bodies. You know, I mean, this is war. You got to send out bodies. Um, we're probably going to lose them all. That's just, that's the cost of war, blah, blah, blah. Um, especially when you have, you know, such uh, shoddy equipment or like, mm, you know, uh, such easily, dis- easily destroyable equipment, I guess you'd say. <laughs> um, I, I would assume the thought process was like, well, just survive as long as you can, do as much as you can, who knows, you know. Um, but it is, as it turns out, they very much exceeded expectation, right? Yes. And I don't have the exact numbers, but I mean, yeah, many pilots died, but also many pilot mm-hmm. navigator teams survived the entire war yeah. and yeah. did amazingly. So that's yeah, that's wild. So your game, cool. uh, I was reading a little bit about it. It's it sounds like it's um I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. It's kind of like a fog of war type of thing where as you go, you kind of reveal uh, obstacles or, or things that get in your way. Is that right? Yeah. So basically the way that David and I wanted to do it was that we wanted there to be a bit of mystery the first time you flew over any given terrain because you don't actually know what you're flying over. And this is true historically, too. You're flying at night. Yeah. yeah and so, yeah. Um, you know, you kind of know where you're going, but people got lost all the time and you could end up flying off into weird spaces and you have to kind of hunt around for what it was you actually wanted to hit. And so we have a bag system where we're calling it the observation bag for now. Like maybe it'll change. I think it makes sense. So as you fly, Mm -hmm. uh, depending on your altitude, you observe the space you're in and then either one or two neighboring hex spaces. And you don't actually know what's going to come out of that bag (laughs) until until you pull it out. Um, I love this, by the way. That's my... <laughs> that's a great way to like lend variety to a, a map essentially you know what i mean yeah so you can't learn it you know? no so mm-hmm. every every setup is different sometimes it's just really really mean and you're like oh oh <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> other times you're like oh this is so easy and then maybe you mm-hmm. get shot out at the end and you didn't expect it so <laughs> yeah yes so uh, we I have... mean, that seems very accurate. Yeah, exactly. To what you would experience, like uh, you might be like, "Whoa, I had this is going so well," and then you get shot. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? Or, or <laughs> you know, this is going so. This is this is the toughest day of my life, but you survive and you and you move on. Yeah, it's a little different than your kind of what your typical war game is, where you're like two sides fighting each other. It's just like you're just because, like you said, they didn't even have true. They didn't even have guns on their ships, right? It was just yeah. uh, or their planes, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. No guns, Star- no radar, nothing. Like that's amazing. So yeah, it's more yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah. like trying to survive the 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 run. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, you know, Liz, this brings me to my next my next question. We on our show, we have, you know, we have a very strict rule. We only review two player games. We have mm-hmm. bent the rules a little bit, like votes for women. You know, it's a two. It's at its core, it's a two-player game, right? It is a two-player game. That's what but, I would say. We can but you can there. play. Mm-hmm. There is a solo mode. We've done a few games, but like there's this a where solo there's mode, a solitaire option. 
Night Witches mm-hmm. to me sounds like maybe it's a solo game with a two-player option. You play it kind of to cooperatively together. What would you say? Is it a two-player game? Is it because I want to know? Are we allowed to review it on our on our show or not? You know, I, I'm a very that's the bottom fan. line, right? Is Andrew's trying to play a little gotcha journalism, trying to say, listen, Liz, admit live on the air, <laughs> live, that, yes. that that uh, live on the air at twenty. 20- uh 2020 a.m no i don't know <laughs> no admit <laughs> admit um japanese that, standard time okay. that um you know andrew knight uh as a as the premier two-player board game podcasters uh mm-hmm. based out of southern new jersey man no know, wonder y'all don't have any friends uh oh. Uh oh. Um hey, listen. First, uh we had the women were allowed to vote uh back in the eighteen hundreds in New Jersey and then it got well then it got revoked. But um yeah, it got revoked shortly after. But uh, oh, that is true, I forgot. So, yeah. You remember that? Um but uh Because they because they were we, what did she say? It was like because they were like, oh, well, we'll just buy some property and then we can vote. Property and rights. New Jersey was quickly like, like oh, actually, never mind. You're not allowed to own property anymore. And they were like, oh. Something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. It was something like free people or something like that. And then, yeah, exactly. Or they took, revoked the right to property or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it, was basically, it, was, it was almost kind of like a loop. Wait, the question yeah, was. Then closed. The question was, Liz. Is this is, a solo game or a two-player game, Liz? That, Liz do Andrew and I, do we have to throw it out? Or can no, you we don't. actually open it and play it. Okay. You can you can open and play it. Okay. So it's it's a one to two player game. Basically, there's two plane crews that you're controlling. So um okay. you basically either have one person control each plane, hmm. or yep. you okay. have um, and that's a two player game where a single person controls mm-hmm. both planes as a solo. And the rule yep. the rules work the same either way. But David and I okay. routinely play this together when we are testing mm-hmm. it. Uh, in yep. fact, we have plans to get up early on July 4th, and we are going to try to play through as much of our campaign as possible together. Ooh. We're kind of reaching the point where everything but the final mission is at least kind of drafted and functional. Wow. Yeah. And we've got like an upgrade system for our little campaign. Oh, by the way, it's a short campaign. And also, we are setting it up so you can just jump in on a favorite mission and just spec your plane out. So we are trying really hard to make yes. this actually doable for people who don't want to just play mission one all the time, but also who right. don't want to sit through a whole campaign. Um, I like that. So mm-hmm. we are we are working very hard to kind of make this actually something that you would pull out at night if you're going to play a game like either with a friend, uh, if you have yeah. one, um, or, <laughs> uh, or, or just like? on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. But yeah. It's it's is where we it's definitely it's built two player very naturally because we literally just play it yeah. two player and we have since the start like our earliest prototypes. I was like, okay, I'll take this plane, you take that plane, let's go. Now, see that's that pleases us. That it really does sound like it it was designed as a two player game with the option to sometimes you know so, as you as you know, Liz, your your specialty is solo solo board gaming, um, and you're terrific at it. And so I'm sure you've encountered this before, where sometimes people will uh, they, they'll have a solo game and they'll be like, yeah, two play. it's also two players. But really what it is, is just like, I mean, there's, you know, there's 12 pieces. I mean, another person could technically move six of those pieces or whatever. And it's, and it's like, well, I don't know. That's kind of stretching it to just say that, like, another person could also, like, do half of the actions or whatever. Um, but it sounds like in, in your case, and is it, luckily for us, is also the case with our with this game, Votes for Women, is they is the designer really thought through like, 
No, I, if, uh, if I'm going to say that it's also playable by two people, I want there to be a, a different experience for both of them. You know what I mean? There to be a, a something different that they can dis- different decisions that they can make as a, as a pair. Yeah. I mean, you know, for us, this is because it's a cooperative game. It's really, mm-hmm. truly just one of those co-op games that's easily soloable because we kept the scale of it low enough that you can easily manage. Two yeah. Ones. So, yeah, exactly. You know, you'll have two planes and two sets of damage and two decks of cards that contain your upgrades. But there's yeah. not so much going on that that's going to be a heavy lift for the vast majority of solo gamers. Yeah. And and it seems fairly natural because it's like either you're playing as the Night Witches at large, in which case, hey, you're solo gaming. You are representing all of the Night Witches or you are representing two, you know, individual units, which also is very natural to think to approach it that way. So that makes sense. Yeah, actually, you know, I personally think that it makes sense either way, um, just tactically as well. So basically what would happen is the Night Witches would take off separately and then they might coordinate over a target. So you can either kind of envision yourself oh, cool. as just kind of going over repeatedly, you know, or you're trying to work with somebody else once you hit mm-hmm. the site to try it. And we, but the thing is, because you're always yeah. playing two planes, you're mimicking those planes, like working together over mm-hmm. target. Mm-hmm. There's, there is no version of the game where you're only doing one plane because that just Perfect. is not, um, you'll, you'll die. <laughs> yes <laughs> you right, might die anyway. right exactly you might you might die anyway yeah exactly yeah actually uh we have a plan to have a basically the you'll we've got a player board and then we're working on art for the cruise we're like we're trying to we're, we're hoping to have images of like a pilot and a navigator for each crew that like look like they have a good bond and maybe they're working on their plane and they're just hanging out and uh you have to discard it every time you lose a crew <laughs> there's only a limited number in the box Uh uh and so if you're going to kill your crew you have to actually look at them and acknowledge what you've Mm -hmm. done oh Mm -hmm. wow 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 Wow. war is heck you know uh war is heck. (laughs) you know that that reminds me because because you're publishing this through fort circle which we've come to know Mm -hmm. and we've talked a lot on this episode about how they are big on um including a lot of like uh historical documents and like first you know firsthand stuff so do you how much uh actually survives about the night witches are you going to have like real people uh, like images on there or did, did you have to like kind of how many liberties did you have to take with coming up with characters for this or anything so we've actually avoided coming up with specific characters because this game is fairly abstract and it's a it's it's meant to be a light game mm. and so we're mm-hmm. not trying overly hard to simulate a specific battle in a mm-hmm. specific location instead we're just yep. doing it's 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 it's, um, it's a little bit puzzly because of the things you're pulling from the bag and then the way you choose to respond um so we david and i both kind of feel committed when you're using real historical people specifically to then also having a very historically like real game and so night witches is deeply inspired by history it's deeply rooted in history but you're not playing the actual missions um there's a couple reasons for that one is that we didn't actually want you to fly eight sorties in a night because we wanted to keep the game at a reasonable length and also have missions that had some variety. So the actual yeah. night witches would fly over the same spaces all night yeah. and just do it again and again and again. And so we wanted to create something that's tighter. So like each mission represents like the portion of your night, basically instead mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just because that's, you know, it's a game we want to keep reasonable. Right. It would get um, a little monotonous. Yeah. I think if you just did the yeah. same thing over and over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is that, you know, we wanted to have room to make goofy little, um puzzles and like elements to the game that were actually fun so it's Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. it's it's part history part game 
And yeah. so yeah. we're not trying to use real people's names and we're not necessarily, but the mm-hmm. documents that go in the box. Yeah. There's actually stuff there. Um, the yeah. best book about this is maybe Raina Pennington's um, wings, women in war. Uh, she mm. actually interviewed a lot of veterans. And so we have pictures of these veterans and we have their discussions of what happened and what it was like and how they felt. Um, you know, there were news articles from Russian papers about these women. And so, yeah. you know, I'm hoping that we can maybe find a good image of one of those and put it in the box. Um, yeah. and so, you know, there, that part, we haven't totally gotten started on it because we're actually hoping to consult with Raina, but we'll see what she says. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah she was actually on our very first discussion about doing this game together uh a podcast mm. episode I did because dave and i that was actually our first real conversation about the game we decided to like document really? our whole process together hey um, that's awesome so we uh you know we'll see about like exactly which documents we get in but yes they exist there's lots of cool stuff mm-hmm. Um, there's also lots of kind of propaganda and like things that got deliberately mm-hmm. ignored after the war. Like what's really interesting is like, the, the saddest thing is that there's a speech after the war that's like, you know, don't talk about what you did during the war. Let others do it for you. And then a lot of like women's mm. work got kind of under yeah. the rug. Uh, and so, you know, yeah. um, the the pilots who participated, I think, really want their achievements to be remembered. So totally. our goal is we're trying to do it respectfully um, and not too specifically, you know, it's, 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 it's always a, it's, it's always a balance. I actually think but, about it a lot. Yeah. That that's always the balance with these historical games. It's like how, how accurate you make it. It is a game. And we, we've talked about it with this one, with other ones, you know, and I, I know you've talked about it on your show as well, with a lot of historical games as well. So that's, yeah, yeah. sounds like, yeah. sounds like fun though. I'd say. Yeah. But yeah. We're going for like resist level specificity as opposed to like okay, soldiers and cool. postmen's uniforms level specificity. If that, mm-hmm. so like use David Thompson games as a comparison. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now, Liz, this game, so Night Witches is, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is going to be your first published game, right? You might, yes. you might have done some designing in the past, but this will be. Actually, no. Uh, this is the this is just my first Rumble. Uh, I actually okay. do have other cool. things that are on my plate now, though. Irons in the fire. Yeah. Yes. Working on stuff. I yes. know that's a very common designer thing where it's like, oh, I've got like a wall full of designs. I don't know what's going to happen to any of them, but like, you know, and I might not, I might not touch this one for two years or whatever, but so I'm sure I'm you're, be, you're getting into that. I'm trying to be intentional about it. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I want to prototype a solo project just as in I'm the solo designer. Uh, it'll actually be mm-hmm. a one or two player thing again because I want to mirror something specific. Okay. Me. So I'm going to try to prototype. I've actually not talked about this on air before, so you can have it exclusive. That's fine. <gasps> I'm going to try to, almost like we're friends, I'm going to try to <laughs> prototype. Um, and I don't know how it's going to go. It might be total poop. We'll see. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'm going to try to get a game going where Agrippina, who's Nero's mother, and Seneca, his tutor, are like trying to influence him in the early days of him being emperor. So I want to create okay. kind of like a bidding game where you're trying to push him, but every every new like winning price is his base price forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So he'll just eventually become more and more unhinged. Yes, yes, um, yes, because it's Nero. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And wow. I also want to include things that you have to both work to prevent, such as like Nero wants yeah. to put on a musical contest, or like Nero wants to divorce his <laughs> wife and marry like this girl he's having an affair with. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh-huh. You know, all the stupid stuff that Nero wanted to do, and like everybody's Genius. trying to so hard to prevent it. So I thought it yeah. might be fun to kind of create that tension over him and 
also like yes. that desire to influence him between two people yeah, who are yeah, close yeah. to him and just yeah, kind of yeah. like bring um history out that way yeah no i i think that's genius because it's like you have a kind of like a tug of war at the at the core of it and it's like hey that's yeah. already a great mechanic but then like you have introduced like almost like hurdles that you're while you're busy doing a tug of war you also both have to jump over hurdles that uh, that yes. come your way which is uh you know that that's great what a what yeah. a cool idea i'm gonna have to um, also build in stuff like you know just classic but i'm your mother stuff on the agrippina side mm-hmm. because you just have to <laughs> some guilt yeah 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 some guilt. and well, i have a secret project that i really can't talk about but i will yeah, yeah, yeah. tell you about that in a few months and okay cool yeah, and I've also just started talking with a friend who's a historian about whether we want to do something together because gaming and history it. So it goes together. Love it. That's great. Uh, and and I would assume that uh, that Tori Brown, the designer of this game, also now has tons of irons in the fire too. So uh, I, I would assume you both have kind of like a similar um, trajectory going on in terms of like where you where you go from here because I believe that was Tori's first uh, published game as well um is votes for women and so what can you tell us a little bit give us a little bit of maybe insight into what tori might be feeling these days because you're kind of starting you're feeling it too in terms of like so you know i super can't speak for tori i don't know sure what her future intentions are i hope she decides another game because i think votes votes for women is good right Um, so good you know i again like i mentioned that i'm biased but i think it's really cool that she created a game that really represents history uh in a way that is trying to remain accessible while also bringing out real problems so issues of division yeah. in the suffrage movement and yeah. the option to pursue something like a southern strategy where you sell out um mm-hmm. you know black people and their right to vote uh in favor yep. of you know pushing women's suffrage for white ladies uh right. you know like those all those things being present you know it's you want to th- i mean obviously i'm on the suffragist side of things but mm-hmm, she doesn't present mm-hmm. them as perfect either and like the real problems right. that they confronted are there i just think it's really a cool a cool examination of stuff that really happened that you can really learn from um yeah but that is also still fun but uh, yeah exactly for me you know i think my life in design is different because i've been a reviewer for so long uh-huh. so i think that okay. i'm having a very different experience from what tori would have tori's a first-time designer and somebody who did not spend years interviewing other designers before. yeah 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 <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna say I, I don't know if you both feel what kind of pressure you feel when you're releasing your first game you might have a different type of pressure because you've been in the public light as someone who has um like talked about game design in oh, the past yeah. so i'm uh, sure there's an element for you where you're like okay people are gonna come for me now and, and you know no, what I, mean? I don't really think so i mean <laughs> no? I think okay. I've kept, okay here's what i i keep my reviews honest and i do think i keep yeah. them professional i think Good. a negative review for me feels like somebody's disappointed in you let's just say that i don't feel like i've ever just like dropped trow and took a crap on somebody's game cruelly mm-hmm. and mercilessly mm-hmm. and so i don't right. really i mean i'm sure there'll be somebody on board game geek who's like where are the men and uh, i'll be like well their men are represented you just killed them and they were nazis um <laughs> yeah but, right right uh, those, uh, right and uh and they'll be like yeah those same board game geek people will be like mm, do we have to kill nazis or it's like all right uh-oh. yes we do <laughs> <laughs> have fun. exactly yeah yeah exactly um <laughs> you know i i certainly feel pressure not to release a game that is a turd because i believe that yeah. my taste in games is good right like i right. feel like i exactly. have had 
immaculate taste obviously mm-hmm. all my reviews are just mm-hmm. on point all the time absolutely <laughs> um <laughs> But I really do care about games and whether they're good. Um, as a reviewer who's played a lot of games yeah. that I feel wasted my time, I don't want to waste anybody's time. Um, yeah. I feel that when you publish a game, you are asking for somebody's attention. And so you damn well better make sure that it's worth the attention they gave you. And so yeah, 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 I yeah, feel yeah. pressure in that sense, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not. Absolutely. I, I very much am proud of what David and I are making. Uh, it's mm-hmm. certainly easier to have a partner like David. Like David has done yeah. a million games. This is my first game. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. David has been it's at this his, radio many times. It's his 700th game or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, Although, right, right. That is helpful. Thing, yeah. One thing I can say about David is he is a fantastic communicator and design partner. Good, um, good, good. The good, game good, good. is funny because you can really see both of us in it. It's truly mm-hmm. a 50 50 bit of work. Mm-hmm. And it would have been so easy for him to push it being his way mm-hmm. or to not let me have breathing room on the project because he yes. knows what he's doing. And that was not the experience that we had. Um, Mm -hmm. It's been very, very communicative and cooperative. And, um, you know, like the campaign, I actually reworked our campaign while he was on vacation. And then he Mm. came back and we had a meeting and talked about like what I had done and what we could do to make it better. Like having that other person for feedback is really good because we just push each other. It's like, I feel like we work better because the other one is there. As mm-hmm. opposed to one of us doing all the work and dragging the other one or us fighting about what to do and have it's been such a nice process to work with David. Um Good. because you know, I, I've also been that kid in school who like worked a bunch of group projects that I hated, either because somebody else had to take charge or because nobody wanted to do anything and I had to do all mm-hmm. the work. And mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. with David Thompson is not like that. Working with David Thompson Good. is like the ideal working relationship. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. So that's good. I'm spoiled yeah. now for design. <laughs> You're spoiled now, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny you mentioned that because I feel like I got a similar sense when we were um, talking with Tori about how she worked with Kevin too. Because she, before you know, ever working with Kevin at, on a kind of professional level within the game yeah. world, uh, I know that Tori and Kevin have been longtime friends, and so it, um, I remember her basically saying like it was also once we started to kind of work professionally specifically on like game design, she was like, it was extremely helpful to have somebody to bounce ideas off of and to help me, especially as Kevin has designed games in the past and to have that kind of insight. Um, and also just like ha- be able to play test all these ideas I had and things like that. Like I know Kevin um, was a big part of play testing the like the opposition deck that comes into yep. play for the solo mode and stuff like that. And it, so it sounds like he had a similar thing where it's like it just is very helpful when you are designing something to have somebody who is also invested in it doing well. Um, yes. But open to um, like giving you the room, not not pushing you to like make hit like a uh, a certain dollar level with sales or whatever they're actually thinking about the design of the game and the experience of it yeah which is good. well this has also been good about working with kevin so david and i have a strong design partnership relationship which i really mm-hmm. am grateful for i think anybody who's setting a game even if it's your game you should have somebody to talk to about it because it's just yeah it's a lot better having somebody to talk to about it um, totally but kevin has also been super cool with giving us a very very long leash if alicia Mm -hmm. like we basically get to do what we want um david Mm -hmm. and i have kept Mm -hmm. the game in our own hands doing our own development throughout the entire process um kevin has interfered absolutely zero okay and he's gonna let us handle the playtesting ourselves because we want to um yeah 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 yeah. and you know um 
we can't talk about it yet because no contract signed. but he put us in touch with an artist and said go ahead and talk to the artist mm-hmm. yeah, and so okay. we basically get to do it our way and i just really appreciate cool. that kevin trusts us that much yeah exactly um, yeah yeah, yeah 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 and you know it also makes me feel more comfortable with the game because you know i don't i'm a very hands-on person when i'm making anything and so mm-hmm. I feel really good getting to keep my hands on my own project for as long yeah. as possible um, yeah. and with people that I trust, you know, and David and yeah. I have been in lockstep about that. Like we're one of our big things is every time something changes in the game, we have a meeting to see, okay, are we playing with the exact same set of rules? Mm. Are we keeping to our design philosophy for this game that we agreed to through several conversations at the very beginning of this process? Yeah. You know, are we on point? And if mm. the answer is no, we change or scrap something. If the answer is yes, we keep going. Yeah, so, that's great. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's great. It's great to have, like you said, the the freedom to make the game what you want, but knowing that there is a steady hand always there where it's like, we're not going to get too far from, you know, proven game design, you know, whatever, um, stru- core structure or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, like we have a core loop that we established earlier that we really like. And we agreed, you know, okay, you know, the beginning of the beginning was like, okay, what what difficulty level do we want this game to be? And what do we have to do with the rule set to make sure it stays this yeah. difficult and no, not more difficult? Yeah. And, you know, the idea <laughs> is that really we're trying for a situation where you could basically open the rule book, open the scenario book and just start. And there's very little, like you could basically work your way through a turn. It's great. Yeah. Accessibility. Very little like studying beforehand. Um, yeah. And that is the goal. yeah and so every time we talk about the campaign it was like okay so how are we gonna get people upgrades without making this too complicated we had Mm. a more complicated system at first and i was like this is too annoying for me i don't want to do it and why don't we do this and dave was like you know what even that is too annoying let's do this and i was like okay let's Mm -hmm. try (laughs) yeah i like it i think accessibility is is a big part especially with some of these history games because like you said sometimes they can get very detailed and very dense and everything like that and i think that's something that we certainly trust you to do and it's certainly something that now we certainly trust tori and on a much larger level fort circle to do um because votes votes for women um is just that it is a um extremely uh well researched great core mechanic play experience that also is highly accessible um to pretty much any level of play um and i think that that's something pretty special so that's cool i'm glad that you're aiming for that too that's great yeah well i have my bit my most important play test ever of this game is coming up in october because my family's going on a vacation and i need to i'm gonna play with my grandfather he wants to play with me. that's important so, yeah 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 yeah. somebody who doesn't play games 24 7 or whatever can you ex- can you enjoy this yeah mm-hmm. yes so Pops is definitely a bit of a gamer, but not a yeah. lifestyle gamer the way that I am. He taught me to play chess, and basically that consisted of me being at my grandparents' house for months and him just smashing me ruthlessly every night. <laughs> um, I'm not yep. sure that that was a great teaching experience, steel. but it's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm just going to tell myself I'm a stronger person who's not at all traumatized by chess for that. Um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I, I bought Bismarck Solitaire for him uh, as a gift last year, okay. and my yeah. grandma catches him playing it. So I know that he okay. likes games. He just, you know. Okay. <laughs> That'll be the test. That'll be the test. Well, uh, Liz, this was awesome talking to you about Votes for Women. Awesome talking to you about Night Witches. All of it. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Where can our um, audience find more from you when they want to find more Liz? 
I am terminally online and I can be found anywhere <laughs> as as Beyond Solitaire. Basically any Beyond form of Solitaire. social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just yep. have the username Beyond Solitaire. So I'm on BGG, Perfect. Twitter. I have a Facebook page, but I don't use that one very much. So, you know, mm-hmm. who does? Um, I hear that. My channel is called Beyond Solitaire. My Instagram is yep. Beyond Solitaire. Everywhere, Beyond Solitaire. Perfect. I love it. Go there, find out. I mean, the the future's bright. So you're going to want to find out uh, with Liz now, not only switching from, but staying reviewer, but also now adding a whole nother level designer. There we go. And, um, and I'll just say that, Liz, if we ever have you on a third time, just... Mm-hmm. Don't get too friendly, okay? Uh, this it's is fine. really pushing yeah. it here with the second time. We're glad you could come, but ooh, right, man, I, we'll see. <laughs> We're going to have to be very careful about that next time, Andrew, I think. so. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Liz, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, y'all. It was fun. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's as much fun as some not friends can have. Awesome. Mm, there we go. Exactly. <laughs> all right, everybody. That's Liz <laughs> Davidson. See you, Liz. Thanks. Oh right, we that well that was a that was a nice acquaintance call, and I gotta say, always love talking oh, yeah. to Liz. That was fun. It's always great to talk to Liz. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, but you know what? I wish I wish we could just talk to her for for the rest of the episode, but we got to get back yeah. to um something very important, Pete. Um, yes, of course, the yes. current state of the world, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, we're talking about uh, things that are post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic. Yeah, Andrew, this segment might be a little bit hyperbolic, but I don't think it's that far off. We're talking about the world is done, Andrew. Mm -hmm. This is post-apocalypse. There's only one copy of this game left in this scenario. Look, by the time uh, this episode comes out, you never know. You never know, baby. You might be accessing this on a, uh, I don't, you know, like Transistor a, radio a or something. seashell with a bunch of tinfoil on it or something like that. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? Because all the radios. Are... Uh, who knows? Uh, Andrew, uh, I'm not going to tell them the location of my bunker. Sorry. Um, only anyway. enough beans for one man in there. Andrew, one copy of this game left in this scenario. We want it for our tribes what weapon are you bringing to fight the other person for it how far are you gonna go andrew what are you doing what do you bring into this i am okay uh even in the post-apocalyptic times pete i gotta Mm -hmm. stick to what worked for these suffragists so i am going to be bringing my freedom of assembly as my weapon okay what me and my my tribe of mutants my radioactive uh, mm-hmm. Mutants are going to be protesting, holding signs, making persuasive speeches, handing out uh, campaign buttons. Power uh, numbers. Yes. Mm-hmm. In order to convince you guys that we need wow. this game. So, you know, when we organize and speak well, up, that is the most powerful weapon very, of all. Wouldn't you say so? Very something? optimistic of you, Andrew. Yep. I am sorry to say that your fate was already sealed because I, of course, am going to use the weapon of a super pack, Andrew. No, no. That's right. A oh. super PAC. Sorry, Andrew. You Come never had a on. chance. I know what you're thinking. Pete, you're supposed to be bring a weapon, like a baseball bat or something. But, Andrew, listen, I, I, this game's great. I really want my tribe to end up with this one, okay? So I'm not really, I'm not going to take some chances here, Andrew. I'm going to go ahead and use the most devious and effective way of getting what I want in uh, in this day and age, which is, of course, inserting money into politics, Andrew. We're so. lucky 
we're lucky that uh, what's that called? Citizens United was not around in nine in the uh, early uh, wow. 1900s because uh, women wow, still wow, may wow. not be able to vote if that were the case. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Exactly right, Andrew. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So good luck. Uh, you know, you might kill me, Andrew, yeah. or in your case, you might, uh, you know, really, uh, you might stampede me with so all your you... people or whatever. You know what I mean? So what you're saying uh, is my my freedom of assembly, my first my First Amendment rights are mm-hmm. nothing compared to money. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can take all the action you want, quite frankly. Um, if you do not change the fact that uh, <laughs> I can essentially, <laughs> I can essentially funnel money into, uh, you know, as much as I want, basically, uh, just by uh, kind of representing it as something different than campaign campaign uh, contributions that mm-hmm. go directly to uh, a, a politician. And it, I kind of frame it as a more indirect thing. Mm-hmm. Wink, uh, you know what I mean? Then uh, you kind of don't stand a chance. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, within a single generation, Andrew, I think you probably uh, your tribe's rights to this game will be stripped. Okay, great. Can't can't wait for that. Can't wait. Oh, man. You know, I am... <sighs> and that, that, that kind of thing it makes me furious, you know? Really? Yeah, it really does. Andrew... Yeah. Andrew, come on. Ch- cheer up, Andrew. Two copies, not furious. Two copies, not furious. Oh, right. I forgot. I shouldn't be furious right now because I, right. now we're going to... Okay, we're going from one segment where there's only one copy left in the entire world of this game to the segment where you have so many yeah, copies back, of this game that you accidentally... We're back to reality, Andrew. <laughs> Let's say you ordered two copies of this game in present day. Right. You mm-hmm. accidentally ordered two. Whoops. Uh, but what, what can you do with the second copy that you're not using to play, to play the game yep. with? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Andrew, you this game comes with a variety of really uh, well done um components uh-huh. including one of the things that you use to keep track of how a how a state votes um is check marks for when mm-hmm. they vote yes and uh, red x's for when they vote no um and also you got a big old map of the united states as the board so oh, no. i would say okay here's what i'm thinking andrew right off the bat you are learn <laughs> you got a learning tool in your hands with the map of the United States. That's right. great, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, and uh, so let's say you got a child in eighth grade or something like that, right? Well, now you got history, U.S. history flashcards, you know okay. what I mean, and right. a map of the United States to teach right. them that stuff. If the child gets it right, the flashcard, you know what I mean, you hand them a green check mark. If they get uh-huh. it wrong, they get a red X, you know what I mean? Okay. It's like, hey, who was Frederick Douglass, you know? And then you uh, okay. they get it right, yeah. uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, now, if you have a child in eighth grade, Andrew, and instead you're angry, you're the type of person that is angry that schools have gone woke, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And yeah. you, let's say in this case, you are the type of person who has attended, uh, you know, a school meeting or two to complain about teachers who hang rainbow flags in their classroom. <laughs> Um, then I guess, uh, maybe then you can, uh, burn those cards or something like that. I don't know. Uh, or you can like place red X's on the cards uh, to show that you don't uh, want them around to show that you think that they are brainwashing your children. 
Okay. Um, Good, great. <laughs> may, uh, also, uh, if you're that... The type not to of get political Andrew, here, folks, but go ahead. Not to get political here, uh, just telling it like it is. But uh, there are a bunch of crusty old white senators on these cards, so you could always um, give those to the people who worship those guys, and they have a new guy to worship. How about that? Uh, yeah. Maybe they can frame these cards or whatever, and they can... Pledge allegiance to them or whatever every morning. Kind of the hero, you get to put them up as the heroes of obstruction of progress of the human race. The Hall of Fame, baby. Nice. Go for it. Nice. Um, I think those are all great ideas, Pete. I would say. Thank you. Uh, if... Equally great ideas on either side. You can right. either teach your kid about U.S. history or you can. You or know, you can teach just... them the right history, Pete. You know what, the, I'm what it should have been. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, if, it, if they hadn't have gone. Well, the, I was thinking about this, and you've got you've got the board with the map. You've got the X's and the Indeed. check marks. You know, you could oh, just yeah. kind of make your own new cards about your <laughs> other favorite amendments, and there, yep. bingo, bango, you've got a new game based on not just you know the Nineteenth Amendment. You could pick any other oh, amendment you want, yeah, and tell the story of how that amendment. For instance, mm-hmm. uh. Do you love paying income tax? Well, look no further yes. than the 16th Amendment, which gives the federal government mm-hmm. the power to collect income tax, which before wow. before that, they did not collect income tax. So mm-hmm. um, that one could be really interesting and fun. Um, do you think that alcohol is evil? Try the mm-hmm. 18th Amendment, which prohibits mm-hmm. the production, sale, and transportation of liquor within the United States. Wow. Or... Maybe you love to get drunk. Well, how about the 21st Amendment, which just said, uh, never mind, we love beer, and they made it legal again. Wow. So, you know, maybe that one. Or uh, how about, yeah. finally, my favorite, uh, the 27th Amendment, which actually, okay. this is this is true. I love this story. I think I told you this story, Pete. Uh, hmm. it, it was originally proposed uh, and passed through Congress September 25th, 1789. Uh oh. And it was not ratified by three-fourths of the states until May 7th, 1992. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. I, it was... <laughs> insane that that is possible, that it was just, like, still on the docket that entire time. Right, yeah. It was like some states passed it back in the day, and then others didn't uh-huh. or never even voted on it. And it was just like, well... Yeah, and nobody paid attention to it. I mean, now that is an email that was sitting in the inbox for a long time. Right. You know I mean? <laughs> it was in the Except... inbox for a couple hundred Holy years. Holy moly. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, more than more than uh, 200 years. And some, yeah. it was like in the 80s, some college student noticed this and was like, hey, there's nothing in the Constitution that says there's no time, you know, there's not a time limit on these things. So. Right. He started a campaign to, like, you know, get some more states to uh, pass it, and boom, it, it passed. And by the way, this is the amendment which says that Congress cannot uh, vote to, or Congress cannot increase their own pay during the mm. same term in which they vote on it. See what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. So they can't just give themselves I a mean, raise uh, until yeah. the next time they're elected. Good. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do so, feel like that. That's got to be something we can all agree on. So I'm thinking that, you know, just like in, in Votes for Women, that in this version that you make for yourself, um, you have a bunch of cards in the early uh, segment. And then the middle segment of cards is just a bunch of blank cards. So you have to, like, just pull out a bunch of blank cards. That represents the 200 years where nothing happened. Yeah, right. And then... You the, just pull out a card that says, you know, like, wait... 
you know, one of the cards says like two years, and you go, ah, rats. That's a very small amount. But then the next card you pull says like thirty-eight years or whatever. You're like, now we're getting somewhere. You know what I mean? Which, uh, yeah, right, exactly. And eventually you'll pull enough cards that they add up to two hundred years. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thrilling version of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, that was 1992. That was the last amendment that was that was uh, added to the Constitution, the 27th. We haven't had another one since 1992, which wasn't even an wow. original idea of 1992. The last like, right. mm. original amendment, the 26th, I looked it up, was 1971, which said Whoa. that you uh, that 18 year olds could vote because it used to be okay. 20, 21 year olds. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. So well, Andrew, and of course, uh, you could use those. Red X's for my favorite amendment, the Third Amendment, which is oh, love uh, the Third Amendment. where you, yeah, you of course, uh, you do not have to allow uh, service people to uh, quarter in your house no. by, uh, by default. So you can just go ahead and put those red X's on the map and just uh, say this: this is, you know, this is my house. I'm, yeah. I'm basically telling them they uh, that they don't have the right to come in here. And put sleep on my on my bed. Put them on your front door, because you know you always have those soldiers always knocking on, on your, your door, front door saying like, "Hey, can I sleep in your right bed next tonight? to your no solicitors uh, <laughs> sign? You, you know, no service people barging in, barging in and eating my food and and sleeping in my bed. Yeah, and quartering. No quartering nope. of service people here. That's Sorry. Right. Third Third Amendment. Yeah. Third Amendment rights. Third baby. Amendment rights. I know you love. Oh, uh, Andrew. Uh, now. That is one of the amendments I'm most proud of. Would love to just kind of show off to uh, anybody anybody who's listening. Like even if it was like you know aliens, uh, beaming beaming our our documents. You know I'd love to put it into a time capsule and just fire it off into space, and aliens could. Oh, you talking about it, Andrew? You talking about aliens, hmm? like as in like extraterrestrials? extraterrestrials yeah that's right andrew i am talking about extraterrestrials here so i guess we might as well go ahead and get into a segment where we imagine that aliens land and insist that we show them our earth games our board games of course uh and are we showing them this one why or not not? what are you thinking um i am definitely not showing them this board game no No way. way it's a great game but I'm not showing Absolutely. it to aliens. I'm not showing it to aliens. Um, why? Because, um, you know, here in America, we like to point out these great moments in American history, you know, which, which yeah. don't get me wrong, they are great. Uh, like, for instance, like the end of slavery, uh, women gaining the yeah. right to vote, the end of segregation, uh, even more recently, marriage equality, stuff like that. We like to say, hey, look, look how great we are. What a great thing that we did. And don't yeah. get me wrong, these are great things. But I would be way too embarrassed to show <laughs> about oh, the fact yeah. that this only happened. Women getting able to being able to vote only happened like a hundred years ago, oh my God. which yep. you know may seem like a long time ago, but in the grand scheme of human history, um, it's actually a tiny fraction. I actually did the math. It is uh, women have been able to vote in the United States for zero point zero five percent of human history. So, oh my, God. it's actually uh, super embarrassing. So I would not be showing off this game to aliens. Yep. Super embarrassing. I am right there with you. There's no way in the world I'm going to be showing a more intelligent life form, a past where we didn't let women vote um, or show them how close we were to still not letting them vote today, Andrew. I mean, (laughs) 
we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I'm but there is, this game is no it's not a slam dunk that the suffragists are going to win. Uh, in fact, it's honestly hard for the suffragists to win, which we talked to uh, Tori, the designer, about, and she was like, honestly, it was tough then. It was yeah. uh, it, you know it very easily could have gone the other way. Uh, everything kind of had to line up right for the Nineteenth Amendment to actually pass and so i definitely don't want an alien knowing playing this game and going like wait e- even even assuming you know even not even thinking about the fact that it's crazy that you guys had to do this so late in the game it also almost didn't happen like you al- almost didn't do it this time either you know what i mean and i'd be like oh my god yeah i'm sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry uh, oh. you know we we can't just say to an alien, uh, well, you got to understand it was a different time. You know what I mean? Like they're not gonna, they're just, they're gonna hop in their ship and travel back in time and zap us. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, I'm not Andrew. Not trying to become a card in the alien version of Cards Against Humanity. You know what I mean? Where right. they're like, uh, like a, like go back in time and kill Hitler kind of thing, or whatever. Where they're just like sitting around their. Uh, their big hologram table or whatever, and they're going, uh, if I could go back in time and kill the bigoted inhabitants of Earth, I would grab the closest, <laughs> and then uh, people are, people are. this card says uh, my closest Glipglorp ins- inserter. You know what I mean? The aliens are just cracking up, falling out of their seats. <laughs> we're, we're the butt of a joke in some card game for aliens? No, uh. no thanks. No, thank you. Not showing him. <laughs> Oh man, uh, you know, and I'm sure that the uh, I would be embarrassed to show it to aliens, like I said. But I'm sure that mm-hmm. they the the gameplay itself, like they could they could handle playing the game. Maybe yeah, we just... if we just if we could somehow strip, if we could somehow make it so that it didn't really sh- you know show our butts and show right uh and it, and 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 let me put it let me stress as well that it's very important that we the inhabitants of earth play this game and know sure. about what happened yeah sure. you know what i mean we got to learn from it but that's our own dirty laundry i don't want to be showing an alien I mean? right maybe uh, i would show an alien this in in you know maybe another twenty thousand years or something if aliens came to earth then i might show once it. we once we get a little more distance because then it really it. would be a different time i'd say about 20 mm-hmm. Uh, maybe fifty thousand years. You know, I'm ready to show this to aliens. You know, yeah. Then it's yeah, well we're in the still, past. we're right. We're still, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> we're still. I listen, Andrew. I'm not. I I will not put a million dollars on the idea that this does not somehow the Nineteenth Amendment doesn't doesn't get uh, reverted within the next, uh, 50 years. And I just can't, I'm not a betting, I'm not a betting man. We're a little too close. (laughs) We're not, we're not, we're not at a dodge yet. I would say so, uh, is what I would say. So, so yeah, so not, we're not, uh, we're not at the point where I can confidently show aliens this game. I would like them to play it though. Andrew, you are correct about that. I would love for them to play them, the game and have the experience of playing the game because it's, it's so good. Um, yeah, you know what? I mean, two people could play this game, but should they? Two could play this game, but should they? 
Yeah, that's right. Two aliens could play this game, but should they? Um, how well, sure are you that two aliens should play this game? We're well, going to give this rating. This is kind of where it all comes down to the nitty-gritty here, folks. Uh, we're going to give this mm -hmm. game a rating from 0 to 100%. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we're going to, you know... 0 see. to 100% sure oh, that yeah. two humans should play this humans. game. Sorry. Oh, yes, humans, sorry. Aliens got to step outside for now. Aliens got to stop humans. listening to the show here. Um, Pete, stop listening to the show. Uh, why don't you go first? What, do you, what did you say? Okay. Andrew... Uh, I am 82% sure that two people should play this game, right. Andrew. That is a high score for me. Eagle-eared listeners will know. Um, <laughs> Eagles and great Andrew, I was not always uh, in my history with this game so high on it. Specifically, Andrew, the early on in our very first playthrough of this, mm -hmm. I will tell you this, Andrew, I was worried, I swear, I played. I was playing some cards that, and they only did kind of like a few different things. And I thought to myself at that point, I thought, if this is all this game is, I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But Andrew, that is not all this game is. It truly opens up uh, and takes you on a ride as you advance through it, yeah. which is extremely cool, and maybe more so than any other game I've played before, Andrew. Uh, and now, of course, I've played games where the end game feels differently than the play at the beginning, but this game really feels different almost constantly. It is mm -hmm. the dynamic of the gameplay is changing. Um, as the game progresses, you realize that you have to shift focus to another strategy to make sure that you're prepared for what is to come. And by design, smart design, the cards start to help you do that if you're paying close enough attention. Uh, it's got area control. It's got hand management. It's got dice roll mitigation. It's got auctioning. It's got tons of different mechanics, and they all tie together so well. Um, none of the mechanics feel disconnected or unnecessary, and all of those different gameplay mechanics just make you feel at any given moment like you are doing something different. You're spinning a different plate at that given time. Um, it is a plate and, spinner. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and even the end of the game, which we talked about, that's that final vote when uh, when nobody, there's no clear winner and you got a kind of lightning round roll off. It does feel like a mad sprint yeah. with a fair amount of luck involved. Um, but like I talked about, that is purposeful because it demonstrates how chaotic the sprint for locking in the final votes in the United States was when public opinion was still very torn. And it could have easily gone the other way than it historically did. So even that makes perfect sense for this game. Uh, and quite frankly, when the game is over, no matter what the result, uh, I feel like you always let out a huge breath and you go, whoa, that was nuts because it really, I don't know. It just, it took you on a ride. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, at least it did for me. It's, it, it's a roller coaster. It's, there's ups, there's downs, there's, oh, I got to focus on this. Oh, I got to focus on that. Uh, oh, did I do this in time? Oh, I just pulled this off just in time. Oh, what do I do with this now? You know what I mean? It's, um, yes. it, 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 like I said, when I first started playing this game, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just putting some cubes down. I don't know. I don't know. 
but all of it is is purposeful all of it is for a reason the things that you do in the beginning end up blossoming into something later in the game etc cetera, etc cetera. and once you kind of as you progress through the game it all starts to make sense you go oh that's okay that's very smart i had to do that then because now i'm doing this and then i'm going to be doing that and i'm mm. going to you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh so the gestalt the 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 step back and look at everything all together it's like oh wow this all this is the reason why all of this is here it's good 82% sure two people should play it nice i think it kind of you when you're talking about some of that reminded me of a, a kind of an underrated part of the strategy which i think i think we need to get into a little bit more like i would love to play a few more rounds and like toy around with it is that like part it's especially as the as the suffragist it's like when do i go for a big push in congress to pass this to that to that phase where you can like lock in states you know with the x's yeah. and the check marks versus yeah. versus do i want to just spend more of my more of my resources like building up my support in the states before they get locked in because it's very yeah. easy for the opposition once they start locking in they only need 13 x's on yeah. there and then they win so i feel like three-fourths is like a really high I don't know. Those guys are that seems like a, it lo- seems a lot. I would have gone maybe two thirds. If and I were writing the constitution, you... I might have gone two thirds. Maybe I don't know. Three fourths yeah. is like a lot. Three fourths is yeah. If I can give them one note, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. The constitution. <laughs> just just guys, one. That I'd was the only say, note. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably say. Other than that, yeah. it's a perfect finished document. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe that could be the next amendment. Is change the way? Whoa. That would be meta. Whoa. An amendment that changes the process for making for amendments. Amendments. Whoa. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. Well, good, nice knowing you, Andrew. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, gone too soon. Assassinated by some uh, Reddit freak, some internet freak. But no, uh, are you kidding me? You. That Kidnapped. would be the most boring. People would never – people would be so confused. They <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be like, what? I don't care about that. <laughs> Um, um no uh, i love this game i love this game i gave it a 90 percent. i'm 90 percent wow. sure that two people should play this game very fun i love maps uh i learned a lot i learned a lot of history you from love this maps okay i love yeah. maps a game with a map i love um you know okay. i do i do like as much as you like to rag on uh uh pushing pushing guys around a map yes yeah. i mm-hmm. do i do like games like that usually um yeah and but this one is you know I, I like the states and all that stuff and I, I just I get into it. Um, I learned a lot of history from this game, which is also the case with Shores of Tripoli and yeah Watergate and Watergate. Like that. I did, and, this is a genre yeah, that I personally true. am really. Yep. Uh, I never played games like this before we started this podcast, and now I'm right. really really loving them. Um, and uh, you know, I just I I felt like. I felt like I learned a lot about that time period. I felt like our government was actually, even though it was hard for those suffragists to get this thing passed, I felt like it was functioning, unlike it is in today's times. Something like this would <laughs> never, you could never uh, get women the right to vote in today's uh, Congress. Mm. So there you go. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Three three quarters of the states all agreeing on. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't even. Yeah, not even that. Just getting it, getting oh, Congress to getting pass it through Congress. Thing, yeah. Yeah. That involved like human rights. Anyway. Um, that might affect like their electability or whatever. I, yeah, I, I, it's, it's one of those games that, um, it, it's, it's, uh, I, I find myself just continuing to think about it, uh, after we play it where I'm just like, Ooh, I really want to like 
pop that out even pete's not here um yeah i could just like i could just like look at the board maybe just set it up you know which is yeah, rare yeah 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 which is rare with a lot of these games because a lot of times we play a lot of good games and i'm like ah that was fun yeah. that was good and then i just kind of forget about it and then uh you know we we don't play it for a long time but this well one, that like, was good back to checkers you right know what I mean? like, <laughs> back to checkers my favorite um, but I really want to play this one more, which is not, not always yeah. the case when we're done reviewing it. Uh, yeah. Even, we... even as you were talking about strategies there and like when to, you know, when to go real heavy at Congress and everything like that, that it already gets my motor turning again where I'm like, Oh yeah, that is true. I, I do want to try that strategy where I kind of mm, push it a little further, spend a little bit more time get getting support in the states yeah push it towards the you end know, and see what happens yeah and you know i mean just risk it you know kind of uh get a get a little more risky with with uh with when i go go for congress support or whatever because uh because like you said it's so tough to you know to 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 not have it's so important to have that support already in the states when you get to that roll off and everything like yeah. that. So yeah, so even just talking about it right now has me get back into that game mode. Yeah. And the last thing I want to say, is the, another reason why this this rating was so high for me is just, and this this is all pretty much Fort Circle is that the components, the box, everything is just like mm-hmm. top notch. The it comes with like all these historical documents, like way too much. You open it up and it's like whoa, all these like leaflets fly out. It's like wow, I, and yeah. It's like. <laughs> And it's like copies of real. And they're real. Yeah, yeah. They're they're copies of material. real documents from. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tori said in our interview with her that she had, you know, <laughs> Kevin was like, okay, give me, a, we like, like to include a few historical documents. Give me a couple. And uh, she gave him like 15 of them or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. And he included like 12. <laughs> There's like a lot in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. pieces are just high quality and everything is like, because you think about like a, a small um developer like this and you think okay it's going to be a little more homemade this is like mm-hmm. nicer than a lot of other um oh, yeah. you know it seems like it's like expensive to make uh, this it's like very yeah 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 stuff, so yeah and the game itself you know retails at a at a high price but the honestly it's for two reasons mainly it's first of all this is a this is a small company um and second of all so much went into the production of this like yeah. it the the quality of this is terrific you know yeah, really really good yeah it's honestly it's i i love the quality and i know you did too of shores of Tripoli. that already was got got us going like oh this yeah this guy this company's for real and then this took it to a, a another level it's even better yeah uh, the, the the production for this one so yeah. i agree i agree mm-hmm. um well andrew i mean these are obviously pretty high scores for us so let's go ahead and uh see how that uh, makes the game fair in terms of comparing it to where other games games have fallen uh in previous episodes by heading over to our leaderboard leaderboard all right we're gonna look at the a big leaderboard here and um it's big let's see i gave it a 90 you wow. gave this game an 82. We're going to average those yep. together to give it a final score of 86% sure. So, folks, we are officially wow. 86% sure the two people should play the game Votes for Women. And now, Pete, when we look at the leaderboard, we've run yeah. into a, a bit of a, a dilemma here. Not really a dilemma because okay. we, know we do have a, a contingency plan for this kind of thing. We but, do. Um, <laughs> we 
we have another game that also has an 86 percent wow uh one of your favorite war games pete Steele, the war wow. game lover stratego also got an 86 wow. percent and a lot of times we say all right well if it has one one of the uh whichever game had the the individual highest score uh, you know, right. If one of us gave it a, a particularly high score, that one will mm-hmm. go ahead on the leaderboard. But we gave it the exact same score; it's just flip flopped. I gave wow. I gave Stratego an eighty-two, and you gave Stratego a ninety. So we have oh the same gosh. exact scores. So we have to go to Plan C on this one, which is okay. uh, <clears throat> votes for women will be uh, ahead of Stratego on the leaderboard for the sole reason that we were sent this game to oh, review. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot that that was that that was the contingency plan C. Yeah, that's uh, so funny. Kevin sent us this game to review, so uh, thanks, Kevin. Your your game is now uh, one space higher on the leaderboard because you're a wow. generous guy. So there you go. That is correct. Yay! Listen, <laughs> Andrew, this is at number sixteen. Yes, out of on our uh, out of. 66. 66 games. Yeah, that's pretty high for the for this season. I feel like we're we're running into the fact where we're like, we've said this before. We're like we're we're rating these games at like you know an eighty percent, and it's like way down, or like seventy five percent, and it's like way down. We're like, oh, this is a good game. Why is it like so far down? Because we just have so many good games on this list now. It's getting like yeah, where you're down to like half a percentage point between you know three different yeah. games. Um, yeah, but this one is is legitimately pretty high on the list because it's hard to it's hard to uh, crack up there in the top 10 at this it, point i mean look at this it beat out watergate for us yes you know what i mean mm-hmm. speaking of wow watergate uh 84 percent crazy i mean the the things that this overtook on here pretty impressive yeah um that's great i'm shores glad of Tripoli, that, I'm we glad had that. it at shores of Tripoli for reference we had at 80 and a yeah. half percent so that's mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. way down at like 32 at this point. So it's uh, and it's it'll... right, right. It seems it's it's only uh, what is that a five and a half point difference between Shores of Tripoli and and this one, and yet it's much further down the list because uh, you know like we said we just have a lot that are right around that yeah. that area and yeah, they're it's... all great. You know yeah. what I mean? So for this one to be that much further up the list is so it's uh, right it's, above it's your favorite Stratego and right below the kind of modern abstract game of tack mm-hmm. yeah yeah the fascinating game of tech yeah absolutely yeah. the beautiful mm-hmm, game as mm-hmm. they call it yeah so votes for women up there amongst some wow. good good company this is yeah this is the top of the top at that point when you're in like the top tw- you know third of this list you know yeah pretty crazy man the top quarter of the list essentially yeah is that our Absolutely. highest of season three so far? I'm looking. Uh... It's got to be, right? Yeah, yeah it's got to be. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Highest Absolutely. highest rated game so far of season Because, I mean, three. look at the games above it. It's like, you know, so you can... It's so few of them that are above it. And, uh, yeah. Wow. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, Andrew. Oh. Andrew. <laughs> yes. Are we cool? Are we cool? Okay, after playing this game, are we still cool? How many points did our friendship go up or down? You know those friendship mm-hmm. points you're you're always uh, thinking about as you're hanging out with sure. your one friend. Um, yeah, you have them in mind right now. You're you are just like us, currently in a in Terminator esque fashion calculating. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like looking at your <laughs> looking at your, your acquaintances. Friend. 
Wait. you know, looking at your one friend and it's the numbers are Everything's calculated all red and, and there's like a, yeah, like a, uh-huh. a bullseye on them. Like, a uh, you know, yeah. Thing. Yeah. Right. Got it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> calculating. Um, I'm going to say, yes, we are cool. And our friendship yeah. went up by one point because wow. I enjoyed playing with this with you. Um, wow. Cool. I enjoyed that. We played it. It's a fun game to play with your friend. I, I'm not going up more than one point though because I uh, we had a few depressing endings to our games where it was yep. like uh, okay we lost to the oppo bot. You know? <laughs> I know, I know. Andrew, I also am saying up by one, and mm-hmm. here's why: it get, we went up by one when we were having fun playing the game, right? Yes. Right. Then we went down by one when oh. we had some of those depressing realizations that this is. But this happened in, in U.S. history, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And uh, that we really had to scrape for fairly basic representation uh-huh. of, uh, you know, half of the human population in, in this country. But then ultimately goes back up by one for me. When you realize that you look at your friend, you say, at least there's one other person in my life who can inspire hope. You know what I mean? <laughs> so... Went wow. up, it went went up one, goes down one. You're at zero, but yeah. keep hope alive. Back up to one. <laughs> great, good, thanks. That, that's that's heartwarming, Pete. That's great. Isn't that heartwarming? Yeah, it's really great that you. Uh... You know what else is really heartwarming? What? Um, when I see people give great reviews and ratings to our podcast on things oh. such as Apple Podcasts and. Uh, that other thing where you listen to podcasts, all, all the sure, places. Sure, Spotify. You, Spotify yeah, is yeah, what yeah. I was thinking of. The word I was all thinking sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, and of course, you know, when people go ahead and give us some um, serotonin bursts or whatever from from going on social media, you know, Twitter we're at to play that pod, Instagram we are uh, to can play that game podcast. Hop on, give us some likes and stuff like that. Uh, you know, uh, it'll. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, my uh, serotonin uh, uptake, uh, you know, uh, needs a little bit more inhibition. <laughs> you know what I mean, if you will. Is it, ser- um, is it serotonin? I'm, I'm looking serotonin, this up right now. Serotonin is, yeah, I guess that's right. I thought it was a melatonin is the one that makes you fall asleep, right? Serotonin. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it must be because I I'm on I am on an SSNRI and happiness is, uh, the happiness hormone is that's right dopamine maybe is what you're thinking. Well, that's a little bit different. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, different. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, they they both do they do different things. Okay, yeah, but, but this one uh, is the yeah. reward. Well, I think when I think social media, I think dopamine because it's okay. You're just uh, anyway. I mean. The, the country's so divided these days, Andrew. You're <laughs> saying dopamine. I'm saying serotonin. Um, listen, oh. uh, we want people to tune in next time, Andrew. That's one thing you and I can finally both agree on. Yes, unless, absolutely. Unless they get another friend. Oh, so not absolutely. Yeah, if they get another friend, mm-hmm. they cannot tune in here. So do not tune in if you get another friend. Do not. Um, do not tune but in. But we're not going to leave you, you hanging. You know, there is another option. You could tune into the... Very popular podcast, uh, Threes to the City. That's right, Andrew. That, of course, is the podcast where they talk about three-player board games, which is what you'll need if you 
have two friends. Mm-hmm. And they also interview exclusively people who have been given keys to the city. Uh, so you're going to want that podcast threes to the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess it's just like firefighters or something. Like who gets who gets the keys to the city in a handshake? Well, oh, I know that uh, Lando Calrissian got a key to the city. Okay, in, now we're in, talking. Uh, not not actually him, but in that in the first Batman movie, uh, he was he was playing a character who got keys to the city. That was, that must be the first time I ever saw anybody get keys to the city because I that always wow. sticks in my brain. As you uh, playing Harvey Dent. Yeah, Billy D. Williams. Anyway, I think he got the keys to the city. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean?